Hello everyone, Matt here. Just a quick one before the start of this episode. Uh, it's just to say we had a few technical issues with some of the audio, uh, mainly due to uh, a new laptop being involved in the mix, which caused a few problems. So just to say that even though we do reference it in the show, um, what I've decided to do is remove the news section from this episode. Admittedly, it was only about 10 minutes long anyway, because we didn't really have much to talk about. <laughs> so you're not really missing much. But yeah, just to say that the new section has been edited out of this one. Um, and like I said, I do apologize if throughout the episode there's a few, you know, like bits of buzzing with the audio or things like that. It's like I said, I've tried to do the best I can with it. Uh, unfortunately, I have my limitations when it comes to the editing. So uh, like I said, it's just an apology for that. But overall, um, the episode is absolutely fine. Um, and talking to the episode, hope you enjoy it. And here it is. Ho, welcome to episode 43 of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer, the Red Gobbo may have put us under your Christmas tree, if you've been good. I'm your host, Matt, <laughs> and joining me as always, a guy so festive, he leaves a glass of Trogoth milk out for Santa. It's Cameron. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I'm just, I'm just imagining the, the thing that Luke milks in uh, The Last Jedi. <laughs> just something along those lines. Oh, God. Don't do that. Don't leave Santa Trogoth milk. I'm sure he doesn't appreciate it. No, no. Oh, that's a lovely image. Just kick the show off. Oh. <laughs> Apologies if you've had to uh, picture that. So get it out of mm. your minds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here's what to get into your minds. We'll talk about what's going to be on today's episode. Um, so this one's going to be slightly different because this is going to be our final main episode for 2019. Uh, today being the 14th of December when we're recording this one. So basically, we've basically had about a week since we recorded episode 42 um so you may you may not even had a chance to listen to that one yet <laughs> so because uh, it only came out uh, live yesterday so uh, but yeah because basically what we've, we're choosing to do is to give ourselves a bit of more of a break around christmas and new year mm-hmm. like i said we are basically recording this uh, a week later than uh well sorry a week later than our last recording where usually we give ourselves two weeks mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so what I'm trying to get across is that our hobby <laughs> section and news sections will be probably quite minimal because basically, like I say, we've only yeah. had a week since yeah. we last spoke. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, so we'll have those two normal sections. Then for the main section, we're going to basically do, as promised, a 2019 review wrap up sort of section. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about, you know, all the main highlights of this year. And then for the discussion topic, we'll look to the future and we'll talk about 2020 and, you know, predictions and plans for the show. Mm etc etc yeah so uh as also promised a little while ago we've got a little cheeky giveaway 
to do on this episode as well. Um, so um, thank you to Davis at AOS Reminders. He has been kind enough to give us a few subs to give away. So we've got about, I think about six or seven. I've got a few one months, a few three months, a, a lovely little 12 month in there as well. So basically to enter this giveaway, uh, and what I'm going to do is make it basically a listener only one. And what I mean by that is, You'll only really know about this if you're listening to this episode right now. <laughs> so, because um, basically, we found in the past when we end up doing giveaways on like Twitter and such, like people that literally have no interest in Warhammer start basically trying to, you know, basically get involved. And mm-hmm. you know, without being funny, I want people that are into Warhammer to win these prizes. Yeah. But that's only yeah. <laughs> sort of really Rather right. Than someone word searching retweet competition exactly um. <laughs> yeah that is, that's exactly it so we, we want to keep it to this so basically uh simple sim- the basically the simple question is what is your hobby goal for 2020 so like i said if you want to win uh one of those subs that is the question you need to answer and basically to enter you either join or already on our discord and you message myself or cameron with your answer mm-hmm. uh you yep. can go to twitter and message us on that Again, there'll be no post or anything like that. You'll just need to no. message us and or Instagram because you can message on Instagram. Is that right, Cameron? Uh, I believe you can. <laughs> I have to check that it's open. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's another way. <laughs> Cameron will sort that out. Mm. Um, yeah. Or, or simply. I'll field any Instagrams. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and or you can go to our website and do the use the contact page to enter that way. Um, and basically, we'll make it a quick cut off. So because uh, this will probably realistically go out, come out on the, about the nineteenth or twentieth of December, uh, once it's been mm-hmm. edited, and basically we'll draw the winners out at random on the thirty first of December, so New Year's Eve. Mm. And yeah. we'll let you know if you've won. So mm-hmm. that is the giveaway. And again, big thank you to Davis for giving us those subs. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Next. Um, so as always with, you know, like I said, social media, you can find all that, all the ways you can support us, obviously down in the uh, description. And I said, talking about Discord a minute ago, you can obviously join us on there where our mm. lovely, great Warhammer people are and be part of our community. And if you do, you can ask us a question. We'll answer it on the show. And this yep. is the final question of <laughs> 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a great, you better get a good one. <laughs> well, well, arguably, I think it is one of the greatest questions. I think it's one of the prominent mm. law questions okay. that people need answering. And mm. it comes from my mate, Martin P. And he asks, which model slash character has the greatest hat? In either universe. Mm. <laughs> this mm. is what people need to know, Cameron. Yeah, yeah. This is a <laughs> good question. My mind immediately went to Captain Badrook, uh, right. the orc freebooter character. He's got a yep. very luscious hat. Mm-hmm. However, in my heart of hearts, I know it's true. It is Nagash's Pope hat. Yep. And you cannot deny it is the largest hat, which is the most important factor. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to hats, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Larger is better. Means more powerful. Yeah. I can mm, mm. Yeah. You know. He's got he's got all his all his extra soul brains up stored up there in that Pope hat. That's why it's so smart. Well Nagash. see my, my my theory is that basically every time he twirls his moustache, that his mm. hat gets bigger. 
That's what he's doing. It's almost like a little crank. You know, he's there twisting. He just grows an extra set of ribs and like crawls up another foot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's the cash. He can do what he wants. Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. He he was on my list as well. That'd be my answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Nagash does have a great. But then you you have got some of his minions as well, like Neferata and Mm. Arkin have Mm. got really cool hats. But I suppose yeah, they do. But then, like you said, it's they're, they're not they're like in homage. They're an, they're an homage to the better hat. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple of other thoughts I had was uh, Inquisitor mm-hmm. Greyfax. She's got a cool hat. Also good. Um, yeah. You know quite that's nice quite hat. stylish. It's got a candle on it, mm-hmm. just in case you yeah. <laughs> you need it. Um, <laughs> Some late night reading. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Good point. That's what she's doing. Pouring over those tomes. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, looking at the latest codex. <laughs> 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 um, you've also got, I suppose, Scragrot, the Loon King. He's got quite an, I know it's more of a crime, so. but, but he's got. I thought you know, it was, I thought it was a growth of some kind. <laughs> no, well, I think, well, he has got a crown. It's just that he's got mushrooms poking out. So I don't know. I mean, mm. it, it looks all yeah. very busy up there. So I don't really That's know. Fair. I've never mm, asked him. Mm, um, yeah. But <laughs> so yeah, I think that's. <laughs> I think that's. Those, are, those, are, those are some pretty good answers. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There, of, there, is, well, there are some good ones. We but we need more games workshop. There, there's our 2020 yeah. prediction. More hats. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. If we get a, if we get a team campaign. fortress two economy for games workshop. Yeah. <laughs> all the mo- all the models are free now, but you have to pay five quid for a hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, we've got a lot of helmets. That's the thing, isn't it? Because obviously, mm, those Mark count. Definitely yeah. put hat, which obviously is a key, you know, key part to consider. Because, mm, like I said, mm. there's loads of lovely helms and helmets and crowns out mm. there. But oh yeah, mm, yeah, that's it. GW, we need more hats in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Well, thank you, Martin, for asking that very important mm. question. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So let's get into the hobby section. Um, like I said, I imagine this won't be that <laughs> detailed because obviously yeah, we're going out a week. Yeah. But Cameron, have you been doing anything over the last week? Um, well, the last week's been pretty busy, but I did yesterday on Friday have my first full day off in about two and a half weeks. I've been nice. It's the end, end, of, end, of, end of the year, end of the school term is always horrifically busy. Uh, so what I did was I woke up. I made myself a spot of breakfast, I ate my breakfast, I went, I need to digest this before I get to doing anything around the house, it's my first day off, I've got to do some cleaning, so I'll just sit down, I'll have a quick read, and then I opened my eyes and it was 2pm, <laughs> uh, because <laughs> I'd sat down on the couch foolishly, like a fool, with the Night Lord's Omnibus by Aaron mm. Kempsky Bowden, and over the course of five hours, read approximately 500 pages, <laughs> because <laughs> that that's a real page turner, that series, i got to say. <laughs> uh, that, that's literally my hobby for this week has been I, I did an awful lot of reading more or less in one sitting from a very very good book um, I did a little more today uh, and I'm nearly nearly to the end like it looks like there's only a couple hundred pages left um, which sounds like a lot but it's like nearly a thousand page book so yeah. I'll take I'll take my take my chances um <laughs> Uh, God, it's been really, really good. It's been super interesting in showing just the Night Lords are a legion that's not really talked about a whole lot beyond like the Carcaradon books and these books. Uh, and I hadn't read these books before, obviously, which is why I started reading them. Um, so it's interesting getting to know the like the 
feel of that legion internally as opposed to just the external version of they're the terror troops, they're the guys who go bump in the night uh, and then you wake up to find a flayed co-worker in the town square. Um, <laughs> you know, the typical typical night lords. Um, I actually liked a few differences in the writing style as well uh, because Robbie with the Carcaradons, uh, he wrote the that particular night lord warband having the lightning like arcing off projectors on their armor. Yep. Whereas in these books, it's very much a painted on, like, to accentuate the look thing, as opposed to we literally have an electric field running over our armor. <laughs> um, and I feel those are both canon, and I feel that uh, Robbie's particular band of Night, of Night Lords are perhaps a little more dramatic and theatrical than these <laughs> ones. Yeah. Uh, because of it. Um, but no, it was super interesting, um, really getting into their heads. I mean, getting the heads of trainer me Marines in general. Um, we always speak about the Long War uh, whenever we talk about them, but we never acknowledge that the Long War is not as long as it seems, but is also sometimes longer than it seems. Like, uh, for this particular band, it's been about 300 years since mm-hmm. the Horus Heresy. Um, but they do mention some Marines who have lived in the Eye of Terror, and for from that apparently that person's perspective, it's like, no, it's been like 50,000 years or something. <laughs> it's just like this one Marine going nuts in the corner of the warp. <laughs> it's like just watching time flow past, incredibly fast. Um, but yeah, no, really digging into the Nostraman culture, like what it's like for the models on their ship as well, because... A big part of the books is like the, the ship they're on. It's the Covenant of Blood. Uh, and a big part of it is like, what is it like living as essentially a slave on a ship where the ship masters refuse to let you turn on the light, on the lights because it hurts their eyes. <laughs> uh, and everyone's living in like total darkness and squalor. Like people are bartering and killing over lamp pack batteries and stuff like that. Um, and, like, getting to know, like, certain members of the crew really well is also quite interesting. You know, you get to know a favoured slave and the navigator and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, it's a really, really good book. I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends. Uh, a good good series, I should say. I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends uh, because things are starting to, to clamp around. Um, it's good. It's never, it's never like a an easy victory thing like it's always they're always dragging it from the claws of defeat and there's always losses of some kind but now the losses are really like mounting up i'm like okay this is clearly not sustainable <laughs> we're near the end of the series i don't think any of these characters are going to make it out which is a shame because i quite like most of mm. them i mean Uzas can go die in a hole but uh, <laughs> he's 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 the only one that actually worships the chaos gods and his entire his character is actually a little tragic because, like, he has these moments of clarity where he talks really eloquently and, like, has deep emotional conversations with people. And then he's like, the pain returns and just starts muttering inside his helmet again and just rocking back and forth. It's like, you know, like, people are dying left and right. And he's like, wait, this person's dead. And he's, like, referencing someone who died in the Horus heresy because he's <laughs> that out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you know, there's one bit where he goes on like a week long bender after a battle. They just lose track of him and find him on like a pile of dead slaves in the bottom of the ship <laughs> and stuff like that. It's like he's really nuts. He's a problem child. Uh, I mean, he's cool, but you know, he 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 can go. I like the other ones better. Protect protect the more precious night lords. Um, no, uh, if you haven't read it, please read it. It's really, really? good. Uh, I'm not appealing directly to you, Matt, but I'm appealing <laughs> to our audience. 
um, it's really, really good. It's well worth a read. Mm. It makes me want to do a Night Lords related thing. I don't know yeah. what that would be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do own it. I have got the, mm. the the omnibus. I've but I've only well I've listened to the first book on Audible. Just mm. mm. putting them on there as well. So I've only done yeah. the first one, and it was yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. And I think I haven't gone back to the rest of the omnibus because. It is quite intimidating being almost a thousand pages. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big boy. But, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, it is great. And, and that's the problem, isn't it? It does inspire you to start doing Night Lords because oh, they're yeah. cool. And it, it always oh, comes yeah. across like a labour of love, I think, with Aaron Dempsey mm. Bowden as well. That oh, yeah. Of, those, those books. You could tell he probably really, really enjoyed uh, doing them. And also, if mm. you've not ever read or listened to Talon Horus Black Legion or slash yes. Black Legion, those two books, do that. you do that <laughs> as well. And it, cause you can tell, well, again, I can just tell he likes doing traitor Marines. Mm. You know, he likes mm. getting in their heads again, like you said, doing, you know, if you listen or read the, the, uh, the, the Black Legion ones, then you see, to me, you see a different side of them, you know, a side mm. that you mm. wouldn't necessarily expect. So yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, and they always have a habit of being on sale, those particular books anyway. So mm. like I said, the, the Omnibus, the Light Laws one, that was on Kindle the other, I think, the other oh, week yeah. for like one ninety nine. It's like, what a bargain. Oh, wow. That's a, that's, that's a literal steal. Yeah. Whoever didn't buy that was a fool. You're, you're losing money by not buying this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Is there any, anything else you, you've done last week? Um, that, that is literally the extent of it. No, I've read most of a book. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Well, it's, you know, it's a it is a, a monolith that book. So, oh, I think yeah. I think it's a bit more. It's not, you're not reading just a novella there. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. <laughs> cool. Um, right. What have I been doing? Um, mainly buying stuff actually. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at my, what I've got here. Well, hobby wise, yeah. Well, yeah. Very appropriate. <laughs> I hobby wise, I and I put it on. I put it on Twitter and Discord yesterday. I started building some ogre gluttons because that's mm. something i'm going to be doing as well as nurgle stuff but i'll wait until the yeah. we do the 2020 hobby girls to talk about that but yeah i mm. basically got as far as cutting their bodies out so i've got a you know unit of six cut mm. their bodies out started uh started you know tied them up trimming them down and mm. yeah because i was off yesterday my my daughter wouldn't let me she was yeah. like, she was no. literally you know reaching for hobby knives and and clippers oh, it's like no no <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah that ended right there <laughs> basically yeah i bet it did but you know fair enough you know i can there's time coming up this christmas time to go back to those yeah. I, I admitted defeat there and then um yeah. so buying wise i as i mentioned in the last episode i've, I've got the uh slaves to darkness uh, start collecting box and battle tome on the way so mm-hmm. i should get that hopefully yeah. in the next few days looking forward to that i have also hopefully come in today um it ties into what i was talking about with the ogres but i've also bought randomly the fire mountain gut busters which is the blood bowl team ah, uh, basically yeah. as i alluded to again i think in the previous episode where in my opinion this set as well as the forge world ones look amazing in general but i think there's a lot of potential mm. to turn them into butchers and slaughtermasters that's oh, what yeah. I'm plan- that's pl- what i'm planning to do it's it's i was looking at it way better than the current ones <laughs> well, exactly and it's also more economical because realistically out of those out of that 
box set that I got that's mm. about twenty pounds for the 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 Blood Bowl set mm. is you know mm. you've got enough plus if all the extra gubbins you get with all the other ogre stuff you've got more than enough to mm. build like I said a butcher and at least a slaughtermaster maybe something else and they're yeah. like like the current slaughtermaster's like. Thirty-seven pounds at the moment, and in oh. fine and in fine cast, oh. and the and the butcher's twenty-five pound, and in fine cast, it's like no, no, I'll yeah. I'll do it myself. Thanks, it'll just yeah. it'll just be, and it'll be more satisfying as well. So, oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's so. I got them. I said hopefully coming today, um, and also I got the war scrolls for the more tribes as well. Obviously to mm. tie in with all that. Uh, reading wise, I finished Mark of Faith, which is the. That uh, Rachel Harrison's uh, Sisters of Battle novel that came out recently. Really good. Really, really good, actually. Um, Again, I won't say too much because it's, you know, it's still very new. So I won't try and spoil (laughs) things. Um, I suppose what I can really say uh, is, like I said, is it basically switches between a sister and a female inquisitor. So it's a bit similar Mm. to the, uh, like the Vault's Terror book where you've got a different, literally a different character narrating each yeah. chapter so it's yeah. literally alternating between the two which is good because you get to see obviously their different perspectives obviously again this isn't really spoil anything you know that they're going to interact at some point because <laughs> you know mm. that's the way these sort of novels tend to go um yeah the the big thing i would take away from it is it's probably a novel where it's more about the characters than the plot the plot is okay not bad not amazing, but not mm. bad either. Uh, it, you know, does it fills its purpose? But it's more, if you're more interested in to get into the sort of literally the deep part of these characters, it's fantastic. So that's what I'm saying. It's definitely a, more of a character driven than a than mm. a plot driven mm. novel. Um, but yeah, I, I do recommend it though. And like I said, it's on yeah. Audible. That's where I listen to it. Um, and it's <laughs> some really cool little things. Like I said, the 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 uh, the narrator of the of the sister actually sings the hymns as well. Oh, you know, cause in the litanies cool. they do, which is really yeah. good. It's, it takes you by surprise the first time you hear it. And mm. yeah, it's it's worth it just for that. To be honest, that's just really cool because <laughs> uh, it happens quite a lot throughout the uh, through the novel. So yeah, I've finished that. Um, and then I've got a glut of new books um a couple that i wanted and a couple that i forgot i ordered um mm. <laughs> so i've got a couple first couple of the new novellas so i got uh severed which is the necron one and i've got code of the skies which is the caradron one so uh, mm-hmm. they're two ones that i'm looking forward to reading at some point and i'm sure said have potential to be covered on this show because we like our novellas and then also arriving the other day because i ordered them off amazon like two months ago and then they just turned up mm. was uh, invocations and dark harvest which are two of the warhammer oh. novel ones i can't wait yeah, to yeah, read yeah. dark harvest because that's a josh reynolds mm. horror horror novel and i really yeah. want to read it so that's <laughs> <laughs> um, so when i find time i think that's going to be one of my number one choices to to get stuck into so i've got plenty to read going into next year <laughs> yeah um, that's awesome but yeah, that's a, again a bit like you. That's really about it. Again, just you know, it's the wrong time of year. You know, we're less than two weeks away from Christmas. Just just stuff going down <laughs> at the moment. Just don't have the time. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So but yeah. So that's been what I've been working on and uh, doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Cool. Right. Okay. Um, well, like I said, we we said it was going to be a short hobby section, and it was. So, um, <laughs> we're going to take a break, even though we probably don't need one yet. And yeah, so we'll take our break, and then we're going to get stuck into the year, the year of 2019 from a Warhammer perspective. Back soon. 
So, here we are. It's time. It's that time to discuss <laughs> 2019 and all the lovely Warhammer goodness we've been given um, and strained Yay. our bank accounts at the same time. <laughs> so, basically, for this main section, what we're going to do is, like I said, we're going to basically cover each month in in 2019, sort of basically highlight the main things that we saw in that month and, well, that was released mm-hmm. in that month. Um, I will put in, like I said, the little caveat that, you know, when you're listening to this, there may be a few things we missed because finding mm-hmm. everything that came out this year is hard work <laughs> and, you know, things do get missed. And also we're not going to be talking about literally everything. It's just like, right, these are the main yeah. highlights of this month that came yeah. out and yeah. have a little chat about it. So, yeah, I will say that. Uh, so we'll do that. And also we'll talk about the episodes that we did in that month as well. Brief Again, very briefly, mm. just to sort of tie yeah. it in all together. And then once we've done all the months, we're then going to do like a little awards thing uh, in the sense that it'll be, we'll be basically talking about like what, in our opinion, what was our model of the year? What was our highlight of the year? And then feeding off from that, we will then go to our listener feedback. Cause we said via discord and Twitter, we've got some opinions from yourselves and we'll read those out as well. So that's basically what this main, you know, main section of today's episode is going to be. Uh, yeah. Right. Let's go for it. <laughs> right. So let's start with January. So, it, you know, it, it, the, the year got us in, you know, quite quietly compared to some of the other months, I think, you know, but we still had some, yeah. you know, some weighty stuff come in. Uh, we saw the Gloom Spike Gits as a, as a, mm-hmm. uh, a new Love force, uh, which was mm-hmm. lovely. Um, cause obviously we did actually cover the battle time or the new units from the battle time mm. from memory. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. the gloom spike gets came out. Um, we had urban conquest in 40 K, um, which yeah. feels like it sort of disappeared a bit by the wayside. Yeah. yeah. It's not really, really mentioned anymore. I, would I say. mean, every, every now and again, I hear people saying about how they enjoy adding it in to their 40 K games, but I heard about it for two weeks after it released and, yeah, that, I've heard the occasional murmur about it ever since. Yeah. I think it's still available. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. I, I don't know, actually. You might, have, you, might have to, you might have to direct order it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know, actually. It's sort of, I mean, to be fair, mm-hmm. it was always going to be, a you know, I suppose a bit like Apocalypse. It's going to be a niche sort of thing for players anyway. Yeah. Not, it's not going to yeah. be for everyone. So, but it's good that it existed. So yeah, if it doesn't, then mm. okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you, you can still order it okay. online. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, it still exists. Cool. Actually talk, talking of ordering stuff online, uh, quickly whipping back to the new section. Um, the, mm. the blood bowl, um, chaos dwarves, uh, went up today. So the week starts oh, okay. from today on the 14th. So, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> Only because yeah, I just yeah, had the email. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Oh, so. well, there we, go. <laughs> uh, we also saw Kill Team Arena. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a, a few other, obviously, supplements that came out after that, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, obviously, that was mm. the, the competitive or the, the supplement yeah, to get yeah. everyone the looking from a competitive point of view. quarters supplement, mm. basically. Yeah. Which, yeah, from which. what I hear, is doing reasonably well. Yeah, I, I, people, solid. People I think. Are playing it. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that came out as well. And then we had nothing. We well felt like it. We all of a sudden, Sanguinius was dropped out of uh, out of the mm. skies, descended we, from the heavens. Mm, very appropriate. <laughs> 
which was uh, again really mm. cool. I mean, it was. I mean, seeing a Primark is always amazing, and and obviously the fact oh, that we yeah. still got a few more left to you know to see at this point. Yeah, <laughs> two just, left. Just two more. <laughs> so, oh my god! I saw someone the other day on I think it was on Reddit say the lines the only Primark without a model left. Why don't they just put them out? And part of me just snapped. I was like, but the Khan. Yeah, Khan's not there yet. Don't forget. Don't forget Jagatai, please. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone some... forgets Jagatai. I know. You could just imagine, like the line comes out, and then every, and like every, like you said, everyone's going right, and we're all done now. And like <laughs> everyone, all the white scars <laughs> people, are like, no, <laughs> no, no, don't forget <laughs> us, please. Oh God. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah, Sanguinius was, um, I suppose, quite polarizing at times. You know, it was a model that you know a lot of people loved. A lot of people were a bit. Not mm, unsure of, mm. but I feel I feel he's mostly polarizing. If you see him without the scenic base, mm-hmm. and it's, as soon as you see him with the scenic base, you go, "Oh, of course, yes, of course, yeah." <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Otherwise, his pose is a, his pose seems a little weird if he's not like pinning something down and stabbing it at the same time. That's a fair <laughs> point. Yes, <laughs> and uh, I mean from ourselves in January, the the episodes that we did, we covered uh, Vigilus Defiant. Which is obviously mm-hmm. the uh, the first Vigilus book, which was meaty, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Which was a yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> we kicked the year off with a, with a meaty one, and then also we spoke about War Queen, the novella, uh, which was mm. I think very good actually from memory. It was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Right. Well, February. shall we uh, shall we kick into February? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so we started off with uh, the begin. I'm going to call this the beginning of box fever, <laughs> yes. uh, with Carrion Empire and the uh, simultaneous Skaven and Flesh Eater Quartz updates uh, for Age of Sigma. Uh, everyone wanted this box. It had some cool ghouls. It had some cool rats. Neither of which are available separately still. And I just realised we've been almost a year at this point in the Arch Region and uh, Bombardier. Are still locked behind closed doors there. Yep. Um, but the books came out. They had their impact. The Skaven were very fun and decently strong, and the Flesh Eater Courts were fun but very strong. <laughs> um, I'm still I'm still hearing about all all the shenanigans with Gristle Gore, uh, no matter where I go online. <laughs> um, the Gene Stealer Cults came out, and there was much rejoicing because mm. this was an incredible release, just in sheer like. A lot of Codex releases for 8th edition have been, here's a new book, here's maybe a couple of new models, uh, if you're lucky, and then the Gene Seal Cults come out like, here's four new characters, here's a uh, new unit type or whatever, here's, yeah, here's actually, actually, here's a couple new unit types, uh, and here's a big drill terrain piece that I don't <laughs> know if anyone actually uses, but it looks super cool. Uh, and they came out with a really unique mechanic as well. Like, so I feel this is where the Codex has started to feel more comfortable in shaking things up a little more. Yeah. Uh, in, in introducing weirder mechanics, like the blip mechanic was, I think, where that began, as far as I can remember from 8th Ed stuff. Um, we had, we had the dreaded Amble, uh, come out for Blackstone Fortress, another Warhammer classic brought to life. Uh, it looks really cool. Uh, I don't know if it's any good outside of Blackstone Fortress, but inside the fortress, I have heard a lot about how just it's a tough bastard. Um, 
we got the beginnings of Warhammer Horror. Uh, was this when it was announced? I, I believe remember. so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, with, yeah. with, with any of these dates um, or months, because uh, like I said, you're trawling mm. through so much. So again, when we're sort of talking about stuff on a month, it's probably I was trying to aim when it was released. Um, yeah, again, with some yeah. of them, you know, you, you, you forget how many how how early you hear about some of them so yeah i think warmer horror mm. was around february but you know take it with a yeah. pinch of salt <laughs> yeah well we'll see um but hey more books never a bad thing uh and the deepkin and Ma- uh deepkin and Mad- magakin i just realized the synergy there maybe that's why they did them together <laughs> both uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah both kids. uh the idnf deepkin and magakin of nurgle star collecting boxes dropped uh both pretty cool mm. especially the nurgle one yeah very honestly. good yep um yeah, no, good boxes. Uh, if you're into either, get them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what, what, what did we cover that month? Uh, we covered, uh, looking at it, we covered the Bloodied Rose, which was one of the the Sister mm-hmm. of Battle novella, which again was very good. Yeah, and we uh, had okay. our very first anniversary show. We were a year old. Oh, yeah. When we, when you, oh, when no. you, you guided me through <laughs> Wrath and Glory when we did our, our yeah. anniversary special. Oh, that was great. I loved I that. Loved that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully I, what I would like to do, depending on the way time mm. goes, cause obviously our second anniversary will be obviously yeah. around February time. So we're not far off it. Mm. Um, we, I still do have a copy of the Warhammer Fantasy version of that. So we could play that. <laughs> yeah, um, same. And maybe, if there was time, the AOS one, because mm. the AOS one is due out early next year, supposedly. I don't know Ooh, the exact yeah. date. So depends, you know. We'll see. <laughs> we may be able to play that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we did in, in February. Um, mm. Right, let's move on to March, which was um, very dominating by... Uh, by yes. the, the, the forces of chaos, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. So in March we saw Shadow Spear, which was obviously the the another lovely box set, which obviously introduced the yeah. new Chaos Space Marines and obviously the new Vanguard mm. Primaris Marines, which was yeah again you know if you were interested in either of those factions or both, it was a lovely kit that between the two. Cause mm. it said it was all mm. all new stuff. Uh, we saw the Blades of Corn on the AOS side, so they got obviously yeah. their Tome update. They obviously got their end of spells or judgments um and obviously mm-hmm. you know the uh, the lovely altar train piece so again that was i think mm-hmm. their third iteration at that point isn't it i think the third uh corn yeah. tome i want to say yes yeah because yeah you had various you had blades of corn something else of corn and then went back to blades of corn i believe <laughs> yeah. yeah the blood blood they've, they've had a it? fair few Bloodbound, yeah, yeah, that was what it was. So, so yeah, so Chaos Space Marines, like I said, dominated it in general. We obviously saw the the War Master or the new War Master himself, Abaddon, mm-hmm. as well in all his mm-hmm. glory, which he, you know is yep. a fantastic yep. uh, miniature. Oh, it was so good. It was. I love the <laughs> you know the hype around it, but and obviously this tied into mm-hmm. obviously what we also saw, which was the next Vigilus book, which was Vigilus. Yeah, Vigilus. Get and put my teeth Vigilus. back in. Uh, Vigilus Ablaze, <laughs> and uh, yep. again we covered. I don't know if we covered it in that particular month. I'll have to. I'd have to check. Uh, um, I we'll think. See. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it, it was been the month. After. Yeah, it was back in April. <laughs> but uh, and we also, like I said, started seeing the uh, the announcements regarding the Siege of Terror as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the mm-hmm. uh, they dropped the the Horus Heresy novel sort of uh, tag, and then obviously changed it to 
you know, wind it down with eight new books, which is obviously to be the Seizure mm. Tower. Um, so yeah, so yeah. episode wise, well, like I said, we in March we uh, did two episodes, no, three episodes. Cool, you're, you're lucky buggers. Yeah. Um, we <laughs> we um, like I said, we did a, an overview of the the newer stuff from the Gloom Spike Gits. We mm. did the necrons version of the war in heaven that was always really good because that's always interesting yeah and right at the end of the march we interviewed our very first black library author robbie mcniven as well oh yeah oh that was so good yeah he's robbie he's a great guy (laughs) and hopefully more of that to come but we'll save Mm. that for another time um so yeah so march was (laughs) action-packed oh yeah um April was a little more chill uh, in terms of releases, so we started out with the Fire Slayers. Um, or they they got pretty good. I would say they got a pretty good treatment for Age of Sigma Second Edition. You yeah. know, they went up to like two wounds. They got their endless runic prayers. I think they're called invocations, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, Fire Slayers, magmic, magmic invocations. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, yeah, they look cool. Um, I've never heard too much about them after that, so I assume they are not rocking the boat massively. No, they're they're supposed to be just, quite. They're supposed to be still very, very decent. They're not like top, mm. top tier, but they're sort of. I don't know because tiers are always a funny thing. They're sort of in, yeah. in between top and middle. They're sort of like that. They're still yeah. quite a solid, steady. You know, they're still mm. yeah, still a solid one. Supposedly they're. You know, some of them, the units are, are really tough to break down, so, as you would expect, really. Mm. But oh, yeah. I suppose only yeah. snipes... Or up feel no playing yeah. two wounds each, and, and, 30 of them in a blob. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the only snag with them is from a... Well, again, I don't want to insult anyone that likes Fire Slayers, but the only snag with them is that mm. they don't have that much diversity in their units, really. Yeah, um, unfortunately. But, you know... They all kind of look the same. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> Yeah, um, and then very, very excitingly, mm. uh, we had some, I would, I want to say some slight progress, uh, forward in certain aspects of the Age of Sigma story with the Head Knights of Slanesh. Mm. Um, this is a, this is a pretty cool release. Uh, it brought with it a brand new Keeper of Secrets. So now all the greater demons are in fantastic plastic kits. Yep. They all look fantastic together. You can now do the big four properly. <laughs> um, it brought a new character as well with Silesk, which is nice. Um, I don't believe it brought any other new units, but it brought Endless Spells, Terrain. Uh, we, oh, had new we had new Fiends. Yep. New Fiends. Um, yes. Lovely. <clears throat> uh, it was just a really cool release. Uh, they remain a pretty top-tier army from everything I've heard, especially with the... Um, recent white dwarf update mm. for the Silesque host uh which is bonkers mm. and i'll leave it at that uh <laughs> well they're, they're, actually, they're actually um top tier they are literally the number one army mm. at the moment pre, yeah you know, that sounds about right pre-nerf because obviously everyone's suspecting that they're going to get a nerf in the uh in the new year so yeah but, we'll yeah. <laughs> but you know what, what else do you expect from the Legion that strives for perfection? Exactly. Exactly. It's done what it's intended to do. Good on it. Yeah, they are the very best. Good on them. <laughs> um, Middle-Earth Battle Companies came out, mm. uh, which revitalized the game a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. It remains pretty popular in my local area, mm. honestly, but April is when I started seeing more of it at the local store, which is awesome because it's a very cool game. Uh, I love to see Aragorn fight off 20 goblins with apparently no issue at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty good. Um, and this here just says 
more chaos space marines yeah that was like um which yeah I, I should have elaborated more on that i think it was like yeah. things like the terminators and and you know some of the other you know uh, like the master mm. executioner and that sort of ah, stuff yeah, you know the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the sort of phase two of chaos space mm. marines basically I was just, yeah, I was just yeah, going through yeah, all the news. Uh, I'm like, oh god, I can't do individual models here. So just group them together, all chaos space marines. Yeah, that's that's fair. More chaos space marines to complement the end of March. Yeah, so it, at the end of April, we get a few more character packs in. Um, I mean, they're pretty cool models. Mm. I don't know if anyone uses the Master of Executions as a Master of Executions, Probably but I've not. seen a lot of great chaos lords mm. uh, come out of the kit, so <laughs> it's all good. Uh, and what did we chat about in April? Uh, April, we did uh, Shade Spire, the Mirrored City, as the novel, mm-hmm. um, and then nice. we did the uh, we did the Vigilus Ablaze book as well. So, ah, there we go. So another yeah. again, another meaty, <laughs> another another hefty monster of a book. <laughs> exactly. I mean. It was not as bad because for all the locations we could just go see our last episode, but imagine more fire. Yeah, yeah, that, um. that did. Well, that's, it, it shows actually because I think when we did the first Vigilus book, we literally had to use the whole, mm. you know, the whole rest of the show yeah. to cover it. Whereas at least with the Blaze, we mm. did actually manage to fit in a discussion topic as well. So it shows mm. that we did mm. manage to sort of yeah, cut, <laughs> cut it down a bit. <laughs> cool, right. Let's get into Mad May. So yeah. <laughs> we we had Warhammer Fest, which I had the pleasure of going to personally. It was really, really good. And I got to meet some of our Discord people as well, which again was an absolute pleasure. And I've met them again since, which was great. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so obviously that gave us a lot of news at the time. And we saw Forbidden Power in AOS. So again, mm. it was another obviously way to expand the game obviously we've seen uh malign sorcery in the past and obviously this is another way i i don't feel it had as much as much impact as malign sorcery i want to say i think no. it was because it's more of a continuation no. as opposed to a bang here's a brand new mm. thing obviously it pushed yeah. the law forward yeah, it was as well mm. yeah it wasn't like a new system tacked onto it no. or anything which is what the end of the spells yeah are. That? i mean although the the the, the soul bridge is meant to be really good Yes, I've heard that, uh, yeah. From everything I've heard. Yeah, if you can get it working correctly. <laughs> but the other ones I don't really hear about No, much, that's what I mean. Which, yeah. But, you know, again, more options. Yeah. Uh, we also yeah, exactly. saw the release of uh, Loon Curse, which was the uh, yeah. Gits versus Sylvaneth box set. Again, mm-hmm. all part of that mm-hmm. box set feeder. <laughs> and uh, obviously that links in for, like I said, when I was at Warhammer Fest, because people were literally asking questions about it, like, <laughs> where can I get mm. a copy? Oh, you can't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we also saw the next Kill Team expansion, which was Elites, which, I, you know, yeah. we, we knew was realistic and always going to be a thing, because... You know, obviously all these lovely elite units that could be mm. uh, put in, and there they were. So, again, yeah. that was a a nice welcome thing to see. Um, and the main mm. other thing from May is we saw the announcement of the Everchosen, uh, not Ever, not Archeon, but Everchosen as in no. the painting competition, <laughs> which obviously mm. took place later in the year. So, again, just to, you know, mix up and give people more options when it comes mm. to those sort of competitions. So, so yeah, yeah May was yeah. quite... Yeah, quite big actually in in its own way. Mm. You know, even though it doesn't sound it, it does, it does feel like I said a lot. We got a lot of news around <laughs> that sort of time. Uh, and mm. uh, episode wise, what do we have? Right, we had two in that one as well. So we we covered the red hours, the the AOS novella. That was ah, that, that deceptively yeah. good 
uh, novella. Yeah, you know, look, that look, was that was so good. Well, yeah, because it's one of those where it looked like it would go under the radar a bit, and then obviously we both read it. We're like, mm. this is really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe I believe I read it and then immediately yelled at you. Yeah, read it, read it now. Read it now. We need to cover it on the show immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and the other episode was we uh, covered another novel, and that was the Berry Dagger, which is obviously the mm. Death Guard Horus Heresy novel, which was actually yeah. technically the, the last final book. The, yeah, exactly yeah. the last one. So yeah, again, nice diverse <laughs> month we had there, mm. going into mm. June. Yeah, jumping into June, we had Warhammer Day. We get Warhammer Fest and Warhammer Day. There's mm. so many ways to celebrate mm. our hobby. Um, so yeah, just more. I believe it's the Warhammer Open Day. So just more announcements. More, more, more things to be told about for the future of the year. Uh, things such as the Scorpius and Repulsor Executioner. Hey, we heard you like terribly anachronistic admech technology. Yeah. Here, here's your hover tank from D-Day. Um, <laughs> would you like it with an additional hull, or would you like the uh, the Repulsor with just a bigger gun yeah, strapped more guns. it as well as everything else? Yeah. <laughs> The, the Repulsor kit is still a little ridiculous mm. to me, but uh, I've heard it's okay. That that laser cannon is nice. Mm. Kind of wish my Chaos Knight's laser cannon was anywhere near as good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just that the Repulsor version has a minimum damage of three, whereas my one is always D6, and I'm like, oh, come on, mm. just give me the the one, two, three as a three. Yeah, you want <laughs> consistency, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, we had the General Handbook 2019. Wonderful handbook. Uh, as far as balancing, nothing crazy, mm. but lots of cool new scenarios, uh, which I've really enjoyed watching people play. Uh, I've not really played any of them myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and but however, these were all overshadowed by the most important thing of the year. It's contrast paint. Yeah, it was out. It was in our grubby little hands. Uh, and honestly, <laughs> since it came out, I don't think I've painted a single model without some contrast on it somewhere. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's been impactful. Yeah. Leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. Obviously we saw it in May, obviously as part of like Warhammer Fest, but actually, mm. yeah. So it was physically out there in the, in the, uh, the hands of us public <laughs> in June. And it, like yeah. I said, it was, it, yeah. you know, it depends where your stance on it is, but obviously for a lot of people, it's a game changer as well. Oh, yeah. uh, and also oh, I'm yeah. just thinking, thinking also just going back to the general's handbook, obviously we saw meet engagement as a new, uh, oh, way yeah. of playing as yeah. well as part of that as well which is all mm. you know you know suppose supposedly doing all right i mean i don't think it yeah, took it took the, pretty cool yeah i don't think it took the world by storm but it, as much as they would hope but it's still being played <laughs> so which is of course mm. a good thing uh right so for june we again from an episode point of view we went through mean, the head yeah. knights of sanesh battle tome mm-hmm. all the lore from that yeah. which was Delicious. absolutely great um and then we did plague war uh which that's when ah, we were joined yeah. by uh mr stephen rhodes for that i believe yeah on episode yeah, 30 we were yeah so mm. pleasure as always to have him on board with <laughs> us and i'm sure that will happen again for his uh his annual appearance next year sometime <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah <laughs> as part of the routine <laughs> so yeah that was again a really good month um Right, let's get into July. Uh, wow, look at July. <laughs> when you look at some of the stuff that came out. Right, we saw probably arguably one of the other big things of the whole year, which is Warcry, mm. uh, which obviously yep. has proved, you know, very popular for a lot of people. Obviously, you know, most, yeah. you know, a lot of us have played Definitely. it now, enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's still, it's still going. And, you know, obviously it mm-hmm. was, 
you know, it, it resurrected a lot of things like, you know, for people like Mordheim, which obviously it wasn't, but, uh, mm, you know, no, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, but <laughs> I can dream. <laughs> you can, we all can. And I, I think, you know, it, it's, but ultimately it's got people back on board with, you know, playing stuff because again, it's such a accessible game to play. So like I said that was a big one. Uh, we saw the Sylvaneth battle time, which at that point obviously had been delayed mm. a while because of, because of yes. shipment issues, <laughs> mm. so we finally that and trade was exactly we finally <laughs> saw it after you know a couple of months late, but it's, it was out and it was you know from yeah I mean I've got it myself the book and yeah mm. so you know it's a mm. it's a decent tome. Um, we also yeah. saw another big thing. We saw Apocalypse for forty k as well. <laughs> a big thing. <laughs> big thing. Yeah. There you go. Really. Mm. As, yeah. Which obviously, again, you know, is again, it's a, obviously a very niche way of playing because obviously you've got to have a lot of models. But mm. then a lot mm. of people have got a lot of models. I mean, so, <laughs> do you, do you have to have a lot of models, or do you just have to have several knights? Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing because obviously around that time, Cameron, Chaos Knights. Mm was now oh, a thing. Obviously, that yes. then caught us a bit by so surprise, happy. you know, actually seeing that yeah. sort of voted codex as opposed to the index we were given, mm. uh, obviously, you know, last <laughs> year sometime. So, yep, Chaos Knights yeah. was great. Lovely codex, lovely kit, uh, one of the, mm. arguably one of the so best. Um, we also saw... <laughs> For uh, Space Wolves and A Thousand Suns, uh, new start collecting boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. A Thousand Suns one is very good because that's one comes with um, mm. Araman from memory. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is, <laughs> you know, fantastic. Uh, Space Wolves one was an, uh, okay. It, it was pretty much a, a generic Primaris one with the, uh, the mm. I think it's the battle leader that come from, uh, what was it, Tooth and Claw, I want to say. I think it was. Yes. I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. I think that's what Lord it is. God, battle leader, dude with an axe. Yeah. Him. Powder ice pelt. That's the guy. Yep. He came in yeah. that box. I remember his name. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also saw Trade to Command, uh, obviously an expansion mm-hmm. for Blackstone, the next one for Blackstone Fortress, which, again, yeah. saw some really cool, obviously, traitor. Uh, guard really which is again mm-hmm. always cool to expand that model line and game as well um and from an episode point of view what did we do in july so we did uh some aos short stories yeah i think we did about two each mm-hmm. didn't we we sort of picked up a couple yeah, of those yeah. sort of 20 30 page ones that was actually quite good actually because mm-hmm. you can yeah, gleam a, nice. a good bit from those sort of things um and then for the other episode we did an overview of the death watch which was again was mm. was cool as well. Mm. So again, nice bit of variation yeah, in that month. All right, uh, August is when the beginning of the end began. <laughs> um, first of all, forty k took to the skies with Aeronautica Imperialis, uh, which again I've heard nothing but fantastic things about the game. It looks really really cool, um, and I love the tiny tiny grot bombers. They are my tiny tiny sons. Um, <laughs> This is pretty great. Uh, and Kill Team had a new starter set come out, uh, inarguably not as incredibly cool as the very first starter set ca- that came out, but it's still pretty nice for all the terrain you get in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, the best the best son of Gilman in the Invicta <laughs> Tactical Warsuit being released. Um, oh my god. I actually, I really love the, the Invicta. It's pretty it's cool. It's great. Uh, Forbidden Power actually came out yes i believe believe we saw it back in may yeah 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 it must be Um, i'm just thinking why have i put it twice i think (laughs) i think i must have put it in august because that's when it probably came out and then like so we saw Mm, it in may and then mm, i've obviously got to delete it so yeah that's about right (laughs) yeah that's fine um 
the uh, the Space Marines Codex came out and mm-hmm. shook the 40k world by storm. <laughs> Just a bit. Um, <laughs> and it has and it has continued to do so for apparently it's been one, two, three. It's been like nearly five months, and I don't, didn't realize it had been so long. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it, does it? <laughs> Since that book came out, it really does not feel like that. Everything still feels pretty fresh. Um, with it, it brought the Ultramarines and White Scars supplements, and um, the White Scars kind of sort of rejoiced, and the Ultramarines very much rejoiced. Mm-hmm. Yep. They essentially, yeah, the, the Ultramarines are pretty good. Uh, White Scars are still good, to be fair. Yeah, they are. It's just they have to wait until, they have to wait until turn three to be their very best, <laughs> which is a bit of a shame. <laughs> um, the Enforcers, the Palatine slash Palanite, because I feel that switched somewhere. It over, did, it's yeah. It's like a Berenstein, Berenstain thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, the Enforcers came out for Necromunda. Uh, they are cool. Um, they were interesting when they first came out because they started really strong because you can get a bunch of shotguns and bolters, but you didn't have access to the trading post rules as written, so they, the gang couldn't really, the gang, quote-unquote, couldn't really grow very much over the course of the campaign. Uh, but I've been keeping an ear to what the Necromunda community is saying, and now apparently they can access the trading post. Oh, yeah. The, it's, oh, no. It's been a real... <laughs> So it's you know real argument for months. Well, not argument. Mm. It's just been a real grey area for for Necromunda yeah. players. Yeah, well, like, if you read if you read this sentence this way, they can clearly access the trading post mm. because everyone can access it. But if you read this sentence this way, it says they can't. Yeah, and no one's actually come out and clarified <laughs> it at that point. So it's yeah, mm. it it has been clarified. I believe I believe in the Book of Ruin. Okay, that's good. Nice. Took that again. So apparently they they can use the trading post now, and I've seen. Enforcers playing is going, yay, I could have more diversity in, like, <laughs> weapons, and, oh no, I have to model different weapons that aren't in the kit now. Um, so, eh, it's fine. <laughs> um, we also had Escalation? Yeah, that's, uh, sorry, that's, uh, um, Blackstone Fortress. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, it, it was, it was the pack where everything went, like, an alarm level higher, yeah. basically, if yeah. I remember correctly. That's yeah. right, yeah. I, I only don't remember it, because it, Wait, no, was that the one with the cultists? Hmm, I should... <laughs> I think that was the one with the cultists. <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm double-checking the rest of the... Yeah, no, that was, that was when the cultists came out. The uh, the very cool Firebrand and followers with the uh, the other explorers. Mm, I believe so, yeah. yes. yes. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Mm. Um, what did we talk about, though? Because oh. we didn't talk about these things for oh. the most part. No, we... Oh, <laughs> August was a lovely month, because, hey, you got three episodes in august because mm. the way the dates went Whoa. but also it was, it was yeah. nice combination we did the first episode in august we did the uh chaos knights codex which is <laughs> personally one of my favorites uh we've covered yeah. uh we did the law from the war cry book you know as in the actual mm-hmm. not the novel but the the actual book itself yeah and we yeah. covered yeah. the blackstone fortress novel as well yeah so that was a really oh, nice wow. month <laughs> that was really good yeah, yeah like awesome. <laughs> cool right let's roll into september um we got the news that at some point in the future marvel and gw are teaming together to do comics which mm-hmm. yeah you know it was obviously eye-opening for a lot of us obviously at this point even now still we don't know any more than that but i'm sure next yeah. year we will yeah. see or hear something of, oh of sorts i <laughs> just i just had the thought of what if it's not Marvel Comics producing a Games Workshop specific thing, but it's a crossover 
where the Hulk is transported through a rift into the 40k universe <laughs> and kills Gaskell Thracker and takes his place as the biggest, meanest, and greenest of them all. That's what it should be. Oh, it's right. not what it is, right? but that's what it should be. All right, I think what we need to do, actually, is now that when we know more about it next year, we'll make that one of our discussion topics mm. and say, right, yeah. what, what crossovers would we love to hypothetically see? <laughs> yeah, let's see that. Let's spend a whole episode on it. <laughs> I, I believe we already have Khan kills the Marvel Universe. Yeah, probably. There's a potential crossover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, what else do we see? Yeah. Um, we also saw Beastgrave, the season three Yay. of Warhammer Underworlds. Very good. Played it recently. Mm-hmm. And obviously we yeah. saw that, you know, we've got two new uh, warbands. Well, not more than two, but obviously two in the box. Obviously we yeah. saw the Kenothi mm-hmm. for the first time, which is yeah. obviously a really big Super deal. Cool. Um, obviously, with mm. Beast Grave co- came uh, card rotation as well, which obviously you know mm-hmm. was a mixed review from that. But obviously, for the greater good of the game, it's the right thing to do. Uh, we also mm. saw more Space Marine supplements in the case of the Raven yep. Guard and the uh, Iron yep. Hands. Obviously, we saw the much beloved. Uh, yep, <laughs> we saw. I never, I never knew there were so many Iron Hands players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny that isn't <laughs> they it? just popped it's out of holes in yeah, the ground. It's amazing. It's amazing what a supplement can do. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, with that, we saw uh, Shrike getting obviously going through the Rubicon mm. um, with his yeah. uh, his lovely emo hair, and we saw yeah. the Iron Father as well mm-hmm. for the Iron Hands, which is a mm-hmm. very very yep. cool model. Uh, also, mm-hmm. very very importantly, we saw Gotrek. Finally getting a... He lives. He lives. Getting a model and obviously more and more books and oh, novels. Man. And it's God. great. You know, all, all 520 points of him. This should be like... Yeah, this is what special characters should be like. He's four-inch movement. He's 520 points. But by God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rex face is the... Uh, yeah. As long as, he gets, as long as you can get him range or something, he wrecks face. That's all, mm. all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. And as long as he's not fighting that one specific subset of bone splitters. No, yeah, yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, there's a few niche things that can cause problems for him, but yeah, on the whole, he's mm. he's cool. And a very cool model as well. And I love the oh, fact yeah. he came with a scenic, a scenic base and a normal base, so you can use him mm. obviously for playing mm. or just use him as a, a centerpiece as well. So, uh, yeah. and also the last thing uh, the main thing we saw in september was the monsters and mercenaries expansion for Warcry. so it's very first booklet mm-hmm. to come out again obviously adding the options uh funny enough to add monsters and mercenaries to your game never known uh right also what did we cover in september we did a well we did a sort of a dual uh, novel one where yourself Cameron spoke about the Warcry mm-hmm. anthology and I spoke about yeah. Scourge of Fate by Robbie McNiven mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which again very good book and then for the other one we did an overview of everyone's favourite Tau Commander Farsight which was yeah. also very cool awesome. very interesting actually mm, mm. right October right. Uh, yeah we get on to October and the most important release of the year it was the Imperial Fist Salamander's Impulsor release uh <laughs> And this is the most important release of the year because it gave us Tor Garadon, <laughs> i.e. the man from Up in a suit of power armor, whom everyone immediately turned into someone else. Um, we still we still have to do that competition. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm not going to lie. Um, and, you know, we also got Adrax Agathoni. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's printed out that way, but I always Get read it that way. It. I've never heard it on his... I, I, I don't know why it's taken this long for someone to pronounce it like that to me. 
<laughs> well, you really, you really got to get it going. Uh, spoilers. I listen to other 40k podcasts, and one of them has a thing where his Ultramarine successes are all Italian, and uh, they always put the when every pronounces a character's name, and I just every time I read Adrax Agatoni, I hear the. But he's not Italian. He's he's from Nocturne. Yep. Uh, and the Impulsor, which is your speedy, low-capacity Super Rhino, mm-hmm. uh, was pretty cool. Uh, really importantly, we got the beginning of the Psychic Awakening mm. and the return of not one, but technically two Phoenix Lords between Jane Zar and Drazar. Um, both really cool models. Um, we also saw, the um, in this particular case, the, the low point of Box Fever, mm. as very few people bought into that one there's still two copies in my local store sitting on the shelf <laughs> <laughs> which is important because they only got three yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah uh that that particular one i don't want to call it a flop but just not as popular and i think people are more willing to wait for the single blisters there mm. um but it began the psychic awakening with some pretty cool stuff for craft world slash drukari slash just the an update to Inari. Uh, the Harlequins, as usual, get nothing. Um, they don't want it. It's fine. Um, the Bandai Intercessor went up for order uh, and will appear sometime next year for those who ordered it. Uh, it looks really cool. I resisted because uh, I really don't need one for my desk. I would like one, but I don't need one. Um, really importantly, the Grimwatch came out for Warhammer Underworlds. They're awesome. I love them. Um... They, they're fun to paint, they're fun to play, they are ghouls. Ghouls are ghouls. Um, we got, even more importantly, October <laughs> was a really important month. We got the Guacamole Crater Gators, um, the, the, the most beautiful Blood Bowl models that exist, I'm willing to say. Yep. Um, although the halflings are really nice. Um, but, God, just everyone saw these and just the, I felt the entire Seraphon community just sort of sigh and just reach out. It's like, please. <laughs> yeah. Just give us that. Yeah. That's all we want. <laughs> um, and even, even, even more importantly, we got the Cities of Sigma and the Auric Warclans. Um, and I heard a great voice as if 30-odd units cried out in terror <laughs> as they were dashed against the rocks of progress. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we lost some old units. But in return, we gained an ability to an ability to use the majority of the uh, the currently unused old world units. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they're around. Uh, there's a there's a guy at the local store, Graham, who runs a dark elf army oh, using nice. cities of Sigma, and it seems really cool. I, I he's they, he's got them all like sea themed because they're from one of the, the port cities. Uh, so he's got a wizard with a peg leg and a squid on a staff, which oh, I think is nice. pretty great. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and the Auric Warclans, which apparently are really good, uh, especially for fighting Gotrek. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, indeedy. <laughs> uh, so that, I mean, uh, from a episode perspective, mm. luck, again, lucky four episodes people got oh, in October. Oh. Uh, um, <laughs> which sounds, you know, crazy because obviously mm. we got to interview Davis from AOS Reminders, yeah. which again, lovely mm-hmm. guy. Absolute legend. So it was great to speak to him. We then yeah. uh, spoke to uh, or had uh, Dan on returning on the show to go through the Space Marines mm-hmm. Codex with us. So yep. again, we had uh, two guests, like in a row, basically, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, 
Uh, we then did our very first Warhammer Waffle. That came out. Mm. Uh, our, wow. Our lovely God, that was, spin-off that was show. October? Yeah. That feels like it was last week. Well, that was, epi- well, that was episode two. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've done two of them. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> and then for uh, right towards the end of October, we released uh, the Sigvald episode where we spoke about, mm. obviously, a book from yeah. the old ones. So that's a really a great combination actually in yeah. october so the cup good couple of guests yeah. new codex new spin-off show and an old world novel as well so yeah mm. october was cool right yeah okay let's roll into november and continue this train of all these lovely <laughs> awesome looking God, it just didn't stop no, it, really... it didn't stop after like <laughs> I, I feel like June was the tipping point when they released Contrast mm. Paints, and after which it just kind of all spilled out yep. for six months straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been having our face slapped constantly with new releases. <laughs> no more, my wallet can't handle it. Here's another one. <laughs> um, so November, we got the uh, Ogre Moor Tribes update, as expected, as per like the other mm-hmm. factions. Uh, obviously, Ogres got brought together into a very good battle tome actually i think it's deceptively mm. good um and obviously at the same time we saw the next race to come out and in the uh aos universe which is the ossiarch bone reapers um and mm-hmm. obviously all the lovely amazing stuff we've seen with their stuff um we also saw the release finally it properly of sisters of battle oh no obviously we've yes. had the army box set obviously there's still more to come separately next year but Yep, that's the first time, you know, a full proper release for the Sister of Battle. Uh, The Old World was announced, a new game coming in, you know, about three years' time, you know, give or take. Yeah. uh, Which obviously (laughs) is going to be the Horus Heresy of of the Warhammer universe, um, or the Mm. Old World. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you know, to AOS, <laughs> and we saw Mephiston finally release. He's again another mm. character that's braved the Rubicon. Um, yes, and and obviously the the subsequent book, you know, that's uh, obviously come out with him is mm. the uh, the Blood of Baal. Um, and obviously yep. somewhere in there, because uh, I, I know we, we've not put it there, but obviously we'd have seen the other <laughs> Psychic Awakening book as well. Uh, mm. Was it uh, Faith yeah. and Fury? So that came out around that sort of time as yes. well. Yeah, um, I think they happened like two weeks after if, each other. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. We had one and we're like, okay, it took a little while since Phoenix, uh, since Blood of the Phoenix. So, you know, it'll be like, we'll see one in January. And it's like, no, here's two in November. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> what you need. <laughs> <laughs> and then just to add to all that loveliness that's just been <laughs> given to us in November, they're like, here you go, have a new Necromunda start collect- or start oh. uh, starter set, <laughs> Dark Uprising. God. It's like- God, I wish I could buy that box. I know it's, it's glorious. So I saw it at Warhammer World. You know where they built it oh. together. It's 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 mm. lovely. But yeah, November was crazy. <laughs> Think of what we saw. Yeah, it's absolutely oh, yeah. bonkers. Um, and just a great way to you know towards the end of the year. Um, so November wise, again, we saw how many? Was it yeah, three episodes. So we did uh, the Thunder Warriors overview which is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, we did our second Warhammer Waffle episode, and then long they may continue. And, of course, to fit in, obviously, <laughs> with our new faction, uh, we covered the Ossiart Bone Reapers battle time very recently. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so much has been happening. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> mm. Right, right. All right. Uh, and then we, we made it to December, everyone. <laughs> Slaves to Darkness was released. <laughs> A new battle tome. An easy push fit, start collecting box, some endless spells. Mm-hmm. Very important because they all look delicious. They that, do. That Lord on Karkadrak, my god. 
Honestly, I've heard your plans for him. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm very, I'm very intrigued to see what you do with that yep. in, your, in your grubby little hands, yep. Matthew. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, that I mean, we're only halfway through December, I guess. Yeah, but, but I, I hope there's nothing more significant. Yeah. This month. <laughs> I don't think there will be now. I think obviously it's just going to, you know, it's now coming to Christmas time, so it'll quiet down for literally a few weeks. And then, I'm, but just remember though, we've got the, I think it's 4th mm. of January, we've got the Warhammer Open Day as well. So oh, I God. I think we'll yeah. see stuff kicking off there, there and then again. I'm going to be at an engagement party. Can I just like drop out? <laughs> <laughs> be like, okay, look, uh, it's a lovely, I love both of you. It's really great. I'm going to take five minutes. Yeah. And just, <laughs> Bye, I'm, everyone. I'm going for a smoke. Don't look. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't even smoke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Terrible habit. <laughs> uh, right. So, yeah. So, that's been the year. You know, the big things we've seen each month by month. Um, and I think- oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. We did talk. We did talk about one thing in December. We talked about Belisarius calls the great. Oh, of course. Yes. Sorry. Very Apologies. Important. Yes. I forgot. We did. We did. Law busters. Yes. Yeah. I like. I like that. Uh, name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we spoke about arguably one of the you know must read forty k novels if you're into the law, which mm-hmm. is I said the great yeah. work, and I said that only came out literally. Well, as of this recording, a couple of days ago. So, yeah, <laughs> go check fair. it out. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yes, that is all the things that we've done in this last year. And like I said, GW's been busy. We've been busy. And I said all the, the amount of episodes mm, yeah. we've managed to, to do as well, <laughs> which is great. Uh, right. So, let's kick on with our, in air quotes, our awards. Okay. So, mm, mm. and obviously, we've oh, covered. I, gotta, I wrote these down. <laughs> Let me just get the file open. There we go. Got it. <laughs> So obviously, like I said, as you would imagine, we're going to basically, you know, talk about our personal favorites or, you know, things that we saw this year and stuff. Right. What, you know, what do we mm. like the most? Obviously, we've spoken about some of these, uh, obviously, before. So, right. Uh, so the first category is mod. Well, I've put models of the year because realistically, you know, putting it down to one model is oh. very difficult. Um, but if yeah. I if I had to push you, Cameron, let's do it. Who, what mm. what is your sing your favourite model this year? And then okay. and then basically yeah. the rest of your on your uh, your honourable mentions, I would say. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I did I did actually manage to winnow it down to one, and honestly, it it had to be this. It was the new keeper of secrets. Yep. Because it was there were a lot of other models I really really liked. But most of them were like reimaginings and and not drastic ones, just more like of an update, which is really important. Don't get me wrong, but this was like a full rework of what a keeper's of, keeper of secrets looks like model wise. Like you look at the old one standing with its little weird tube arms and its big cow head, and then you look at the glorious, sinuous, honestly very sensual. Like, I've never seen a sensual model, like, sensual model until I saw that Keeper's Secret. was like, oh, like, you, properly sensual. I'm not talking about the, the Warhammer, the party knockoffs where the sisters of battle all have their <laughs> tits out and stuff. Those are awful. No offense to people who love them, but, uh, um, <laughs> but, like, it was just, it was a really perfect model, mm-hmm. which is what it had to be for what it represents. And it's gorgeous. I'll get one eventually, but the, the things, I will eventually do to it a terrible it shall not be spoken of as is appropriate <laughs> for Slanesh. Um but no, that that was definitely my my number one and then I I guess my 
honorable mentions will go obviously to Abaddon the Despoiler, mm-hmm. glorious yep. and long may he reign upon the shattered throne of terror, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, not really out of out of left field with this. I'm going to say, but I think Sergeant Joven, oh, uh, okay. the store anniversary sergeant, who's broken and beat up and tired and leaning on his chainsaw. I think that's a really great model. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. Oh, and honorable mention Tor Garaton. Um. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, it's quite nice actually, because we're, we're sort of on similar lines here. Um, mm. cause I think for my model of the year, there was like two favorites. Uh, Keeper mm. almost was the top one for me. Um, uh-huh. but uh, Keeper sort of ended up being, I'd say second place, a very close second. Mm. So mm. my favorite model um because i think it's the one that epitomizes the game for me and it's just so cool um and that's the lord discordant mm. i would say um, ah, yeah, i really that's great too. i just love that model for the first time i've seen it it was just one of those where that's so 40k in so many different oh, ways yeah. it's just so <laughs> badass so over the top but actually it's a really good mm. and what's also good the fact that, you know in in the game itself it's actually a decent unit as well it, you know yeah. it's so over yeah. the top but i love it so yeah lord discordant gets number one and i said my honorable mentions are obviously like i said keeper of secrets again absolutely love that model mm-hmm. uh I would, i've also yep. put the chaos knight kit the new one so i mean ah, yeah. you know nice. both of nice. them are just awesome um like you, Tor Garadon, uh, who's up there, uh, but not in his current guys. <laughs> um, no, and no. again, another one that I I was just I thought was very cool. It was the in the heresy the the Blood Angels Contemptor flying mm. you know, flying dreadnought the yeah in yeah, Cindius nice. or however you pronounce it. Yes, uh, in in Candius. Yeah, that one. I just <laughs> thought again, so over the top, bloody mm. a Blood mm. Angels. Dreadnought with a jump pack and lightning claws. It's like, yes, please. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Delicious. <laughs> right. Okay. So going on from that, what's been your highlight of the year? What's the one thing you're thinking? Yes, this was the, like the, the best thing that happened this year. Okay. Yeah. This, this is pretty easy for me. It's <laughs> contrast paint. Honestly, yep. it is, it is something that has, fundamentally changed how I interact with the hobby. Like I enjoy painting much more now all of a sudden. It was always a bit of a bit of a slog for me before. Like not that I wasn't happy with what I turned out, but I was always looking for like I'll use a lot of washes and stains and things like that. And I'll do it pretty quick and dirty. And now I'm still doing that, but I'm doing it much more efficiently with much like deeper and brighter colours. And like I said, I use them in everything. Even if I'm doing like traditional layered painting, I use contrast to add in extra pigment to things to help smooth things out as well. Because why add water and lose some of that pigment when you can get a bright layer mm. and just smooth it out by adding in some some militarum green if you're going for a nice deep green, deep dark, muddy green. You know, it it was so good. Yeah. And the hype around it was hilarious. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Did you have any honourable mentions as well? Um, honourable mentions will be the Warhammer community team's videos, which were and continue to be astounding. Um, <laughs> in particular, uh, Duncan and the Chaos Knights Codex, yeah. uh, I think, <laughs> yes. will always bring a smile to my face. Um, although recently, I've got to say, James Workshop is making a gun, a gun for his position there. Uh this this suave man telling me to buy products I've already bought. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they, they've been lots of fun. And 
it's nice to know that the company at least is doing its best to, if not completely actively manage the community, like actively communicate with it. Like we've had lots of stuff like that. They, they had a fun little video saying our Sylvanath will take a few more months to spread. Mm, I like stuff that. Like that. That was a good video. Yeah, there, there, there was some really good stuff with that in general. Yeah, no, totally agree. Yeah. Right, uh, my highlight, again, I'm going to be boring. I'm going to probably say Contrast 2 as well. Um, I, I, I think it's, <laughs> it's game-changing, like I said, for a lot of people. Not for everyone. Like I said, not everyone has, um, has you know, sort of been sold on it, I think, some, which is fine. Mm. Again, it's not for everyone. But I think, at the very least, even if you're, you know, a, a, a painter of a certain standard, you you can still put mm. this into your sort of toolkit it's another you know another type of paint to use um for a lot of yeah. us that want to get stuff done quickly it's fantastic and you know again they're not they're not sort of solve all for some you know certain situations there's some of them mm. that i think mm, that's not quite worked um like for you know I, I again i'm banging on about it but like you know i tried shy's purple once and you know for me it was too mm. dark whereas you know i think yeah. if you thinned it a bit more it'd be a bit better whereas i love space wolf gray that's that feels like oh, that's yeah. going to be now my default skin <laughs> for everything that sort of you know grayish oh, blue um yeah, I, yeah yeah i think i think what it's done for people makes it the obvious choice to be highlight of the year um i think my honorable mentions are probably war cry because uh, <laughs> um, i'm sorry i just realized the irony in giving contrast paint the award of highlight yeah oh year. sorry yeah oh, oh well god oh, meant to be finally <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah i'd say war cry is an honorable mention because again i i enjoyed mm. what i played of it again i think i enjoyed the hype that came around it i like the fact mm. that it's got people playing more in general this you know yeah. there's been yeah. you know this whole new things coming off the back of it clubs have you know got into it podcasts have come off the back of it i you know i love when something has that much of an impact you know, even if it's not the, the vast majority mm. of people are into it, it's just love, lovely to sort of have like a little, you know, a little community of it. And I think uh, Warcry's done yeah. fantastic yeah. in that. Um, another, mm. again, probably my other, other one, similar to what you're saying about the Warhammer community uh, sort of videos. One that I always loved was the Head of Knights reveal. I love the ver- the, yeah. the first Head of Knights video with the, like the dubstepy music. You know, oh, where man, the, that's so good. I love that's one of my favorite <laughs> reveals where the music and the 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 video, mm. the music, and the voiceover all you know all goes so well together. Like you know, even if you weren't mm. that mm. fussed about on you know fussed about the head nights, it was just one of those sort of situations. Like yes, <laughs> really, this just looks awesome. <laughs> so I I love that video as well. Um, and also yeah. again, I'd say again would be the Sisters of Battle in the sense that uh, for other yeah, people, I'm fair. just, I, I love the fact yeah. that it's now a thing, you know, people can buy sisters of battle in, in plastic. Mm. So yeah. yeah, plenty of good highlights. Right. Um, next one. Um, I know we try not to be overly negative, but I think it'd be silly not <laughs> to talk about a low point yeah. of the year. Cause not everything goes to yeah. plan and you know, such like, so yes, yeah, so what Cameron, what do you say has been your sort of low point of the year when it comes to war? See, see, my low point is an interesting one because it, it it is a retroactive low point, <laughs> um, which is when it was initially released. The Chaos Space Marines, I'm going to say 1.5 Codex, mm-hmm. like around the Vigilus uh, Ablaze area of time, was fine. Uh, it was a little rough around the edges. <clears throat> uh, for example, it had the old points for Obliterators, but the new stats for Obliterators and stuff like that. All kinds of nonsense, mm-hmm. although I believe in chapter approved, they're nearly back down to that cost. So it's close enough now. Um, but then just a few months later to see the new Space Marines Codex 
firmly a 2.0 codex mm. release and go, ah, this is what it feels like to be the redheaded stepchild yeah. of the Emperor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah like, at the time it was fine, but then a couple months later you go, oh, this is what it should have been. And like, <sighs> we'll get there, I'm sure. Yeah. But like, it just feels a bit like, I, I understand like, logistically why they thought it was a good idea to come out with that is like, you know, we're updating all this chaos stuff, we should bundle stuff together to make it simple for people who want to get in with like Shadow Spear and Vigilissa Blaze and be like, if you start in chaos, here's the book, it's got basically everything you need, and then somewhere along the line miscommunication happened and it's like, but you'll of course you'll buy Vigilissa Blaze, so we'll put the Legion traits in there and all this kind of nonsense. Um it's a bit of a mess, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. No, yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, I mean, I, I think, well, I've got one main low point and a one that's sort of Mm. similar to that. I think my, my biggest bugbear this year has been the box sets, the way they've been dealt with at Mm. times. And again, you know, without going over too much old ground, I think (laughs) the fact that, you know, the, the, the way they've been handled has been spotty. You know, I think that, you know, Mm. there's been box sets that literally have sold before, you know, they've even come out and it's made mm. it, you know, and then it obviously creates eBay scalpers and, and yes. the fact that some of the models, like, like you just said earlier, where the, like the, you know, the ones from Karen Empire, the ones from Loon Curse are still mm. not even out yet. And I think, come on, get them yeah. out now. You know, they've been around a long time. You can't even buy the box sets now unless your local hobby store mm. has them lying around. And, you know, just get them out. Like this, to me, this would have been the perfect time of year to get them out now. You know, with, well, it's things are calming mm. down. Get, oh, you know, yeah. get the Arch Revenant out. Get the Bombardier out. You know, get them out in their kits just because yeah. I know yeah. there's probably logistics I mean, behind it. You know, I'm not saying it's as yeah. simple as that, yeah. but, you know, I think, yeah, it could be there dealt are, with better, I think. There are a couple of weeks left in the year. We don't know. Oh, we'll yeah. See, I guess. Yeah. Fingers we crossed. We are predictive. Yeah. We, we are. We've so. said that now. We've committed <laughs> it to audio. So now it will happen. Yeah. And also <laughs> the way that, like, where, where, like, Warcry sort of just disappeared, like, the main box set. Like, you know, it wasn't, mm. there was a little bit of notice, but not much notice. I think, again, just the way yeah. they've handled some of these box sets could been could have been done a lot better. They've sort of yeah. they've dropped the ball yeah. a few times. And then I think the other little niggle I've had this year, again, similar to you, is it's again to do with the way they've dealt with like FAQs and balancing and such mm. like, similar to what you just said, where, you know, something cool comes out and then another faction just comes out, which is just absolutely tears the other one, other one apart and it's yeah. in comparison and it's just yeah you know where and where they've, they've had to do faqs like almost so quickly i know that's par for the mm. course i understand that but like i've seen people buy models and and then like they get faq'd and like, oh well that was a waste of time you know it's it, you know that sort of things could <laughs> yeah. be handled better like i said there's still plenty of good stuff they do in those in those areas it's just like i think they're t- they're two key areas that they need to over the next few years you know hone a bit more because otherwise they will just mm. annoy mm. people unfortunately yeah. um yeah right but let's move on to cool stuff again so yeah <laughs> right so yeah. next one surprise of the year um what's, okay what would you say so, for that i want us because i think we'll probably say the same thing i'm going to count down from three and on zero i want us to both say what we think is our surprise of the year at the same time okay, okay. right you ready three two one warhammer the old world <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i do you know actually that wasn't my that wasn't my number one that wasn't actually my choice oh 
Oh, wow, there we go. Like, for for me, this came out of so far out of left field. Mm. I was like, I had no... Like, they they had the the square base tees, and I'm like, what are you going on about? And then, like, 12 hours later, it's like, oh, you you madmen, you fools, you've done it now. (laughs) Um, I had no idea that something like this would ever happen. Mm. Um, And honestly, I'm glad it's happening. And the most confusing part is that they are telling us three years in advance that it's coming. Like, it's incredible to me. Like, everything surrounding this announcement has been a big surprise, Mm. which I I really quite like, this big surprise. I don't think I'll ever actively participate in Warhammer the Old Worlds when it comes out, much Mm -hmm. like I don't really actively participate in the Horus Heresy. But it'll be cool, and I'm definitely looking forward to what comes out of it. Yeah. Um, And it was just the most confusing, unexpected thing to happen this year, from my point of view, I think. Yeah. No that's, no, that's a fair point. I, I, do you know what? I think the reason I didn't consider it my surprise of the year, and maybe this summarizes it, I didn't even think about it. Mm. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, like, I think it, you're right. Everything you just said is completely, it was so out there. But I think, it, mm. I think because of how far away it is, because of what we don't know, it's not, it's almost like it's not yeah. sunk into my brain yet. So maybe okay. that's why, yeah, yeah. you know, when I was, you know, thinking of all these categories and thinking of, right, what, I'd, what my number one pick would be. Like I said, it didn't even enter my brain. So maybe that's, <laughs> you know, that reflects that, you know, maybe I wasn't as surprised. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Um, no, who Because my, my surprise <laughs> was the, the Chaos Knights codex and the Chaos Knight kit. I just that's was, a, I just didn't. That's a big surprise too. Yeah, I just didn't. And may, maybe because that was tangible. Maybe that's why it's in my brain because mm, we actually, mm. I, you know, I own it like you it's and we here. covered it and yeah, we have it. It's sitting in your loft. Yeah. I, I, I think, <laughs> I suppose because because the fact that we got an index for chaos knights and that to me was enough really mm. they didn't have to do this codex well, yeah you know it's like we got an index as a free pdf and then the index was officially published yeah in chapter approved last year exactly and, and I, then six months later they're like oh hey by the way here's a codex <laughs> it's like and, and a lovely new kit and again Whoa. knowing you can mm. get the the imperial knight kit and just chaos fire it you know it's like Mm. But, you know, I, I'm yeah. not, I mean, I love the fact it exists. I think it's brilliant. It's just like, so that's mm. why I think mm. it shocked me. I'm like, what, really? Did we? But, yeah. Cool. No, okay. You know, so <laughs> that's good though. It's good that we have two completely different surprises. <laughs> right. So, um, so next is game of the year. Now, what, what I mean by game of the year yes. is sort of, what, you know, what, yeah, who, what do you think has been the most successful game? I don't mean like sales and stuff, but I mean like what, who, which game yeah. do you think has done well this year? Like what's the, you know, mm. you think, yes, mm. you've, I can see where this is going. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was going to say Death Stranding, but that's not that kind of game of the year. <laughs> Wrong um, format. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Warhammer Underworlds, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's done so well over the last couple of years, honestly, but it's done really well this year. Beast Grave is awesome. It's super fun. All the warbands are super cool. Like, they, they brought back Grot Wolf Riders. Like, Gitmog Grots, Gitmog Grots still exist. They're still out there, even if they're no longer available, except for the Shades by a Warband. Um, or Warhammer Underworlds Warband, I should say. Um, and it is the game I've had the most fun playing mm-hmm. this year. I've played more Underworlds than any other game this year, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it doesn't say a lot, but it says something. Um, but just the fact that it's allowing them to be super creative with testing out, essentially, new faction ideas, I'm going to say, is what the Kernothi is. It's like a faction test. Um, reinvigorating old ideas like bringing the ghouls and the beastmen sort of specifically into Age of Sigmar with new sculpts um, 
the game itself is changing and how it works. You can now add keywords to your characters and enemy characters with the, the hunter and the quarry keywords, stuff like that. The card rotation is keeping things fresh. People can't do the same old tricks. Uh, and the old warbands are still viable to a degree. Mm. Uh, they're not the best of the best anymore, but they're still, some of them are still pretty damn good. Uh, and I'm really, really excited to see where the game goes from here. Like the rest of this season should last out until, uh, partway through next year. And, I, I want to see what all the warbands look like. There should be an ogre one, which I know will interest you. Yep. <laughs> there should be a nova one, which I know will interest, interest me. Um, <laughs> continue, continuing yeah. on that theme. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a good game, and I want to see where they go after this as well because they did two seasons in Shadespire with Underworld Shadespire and Underworld Nightfall, mm-hmm. and now they've suddenly jumped to Gur with Beastgrave, and the the story reason there is you know. Shades by so messed up, the reflections are cracking, allowing access to other realms, almost like little realm gates, and sort of drawing specific weird spots in those realms, almost into Shadespire, but like adjacent to it. So like we could get Warhammer Underworld's Haish or <gasps> Ulgu yeah. or even Azir. Oh. Like what if what if um oh. what yeah what if what if uh what if one of the back streets in Azaheim, like one of the bad districts in heaven. Uh, gets all shades spied up, and suddenly Sigmar's got to deal with the fact that there's this bubble of unreality bursting through his realm mm. and stuff like that. We could do all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah, really excited for that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> no solid answer. They won't. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, I'd actually, no, I'd, I'd actually agree on that. All, all you said there. Um, I mean, it's not my my game of the year. In contrast, <laughs> is AOS itself. Um, Fair I, enough. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I feel, I feel, and there'd be probably people that would probably disagree because obviously balance is always a funny thing, but I find that mm. it's, it's made probably the most progress this year, obviously because they've been throwing battle tomes and, oh, uh, yeah. and the spells and updates <laughs> out. And obviously there's still a few more to go still. Um, so it's been, I, I, and I think what I've been most impressed with, with AOS is I like where they're going with a lot of the rules. I love the fact that every tome yeah. now, or most yeah. of them is introducing cool mechanics that I think, yes, mm. that's really mm. thematic. Um, you know, again, like where we, we saw the depravity stuff with Slanesh, which again is arguably overpowered, but obviously that's a different subject. <laughs> but you know, the, the 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 what's happening with the the war clans, with the you know, the bone splitters and mm. iron jaws together, and they can they do they have you know war points, and you know the, what mm. they're doing with the more tribes, where like you know if they're so many inches away, they're they're hungry, <laughs> they're hungry. and they're otherwise yeah. they're eating. You know, I love it. I think I just it mm. it feels like I. And again, there'll be people disagree with this because obviously it depends what you like, but I feel it's m- just much more enticing than 40k at the moment. 40k mm. in comparison mm. is feeling very uh, stodgy at the moment. I feel like, like, yeah. like we said before yeah. on, on Warhammer Waffle, there's lots, like almost too many books you need now to play and, and, mm. and to consider. Mm. Whereas I find the streamlined approach of AOS is just much more appealing. And I just think, you know, like what they're trying with like General's Handbook, like I said, meeting engagements and, and things like that. Again, there's issues. I'm not saying it's the perfect game. I just feel like it's mm. now getting to the point of where it should be because of obviously, because yeah. of, of the, yeah. the sort of problematic release it's had since it, it was basically given birth to, you know, and, and now I think, you know, now with, with what they did with Soul Wars last year, they've just, you know, just mm. added on top in so, so many cool thematic ways. I just, I'm, yeah. it's, the, it's yeah. the one I'm, I'm still the most excited about seeing what they do next with it. 
I think. Mm, awesome. um, so yeah, yeah that's what that's my, but again, I totally agree with what you say about Underworld as well, because I think that's mm, uh, mm. doing leaps and bounds at the moment. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Only a couple more left. Right. Faction of the year. <laughs> so who do you, you know, who do you think, you know, has uh, been you, the winner? You know who it is. <laughs> it's, it, it's those Chaos Knights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are the faction I have probably enjoyed most this year. Uh, as a little bit of a late bloom, but hey, they came out halfway through the year. Can you blame me? Um, <laughs> they are. Now you were just talking about how 40k feels a little stodgy. Mm. When I'm thinking about Chaos Knight lists, they feel fun. Yeah. They feel interesting. Yeah. Like the options they have are not super crazy powerful, but they are flavorful and fun. Like all their relics, super cool. God, I wish I could take more than like three of them. Uh, <laughs> they're so they're so they're all decently good. They're all really interesting. Uh, they all like implies like every relic implies like a modeling opportunity as well. Like you got the Quicksilver Throne of Slanesh, so you could have like someone lashed to a throne with barb chains, and the throne itself is like flowing liquid metal. You got the Pyre Throne of Zeech, where the Knight's Cockpit could be open, and just this geyser of warp fires coming out, all that kind of stuff. The Corn Target. It's a knight with a big shield made out of other knights. <laughs> That's awesome. All this kind of stuff, it's great, it's flavorful. You only need one book, because they're only in one book right now. They'll yep. get a Psychic Awakening book eventually, I guess. Um, and just, like, they're not overpowered, obviously, because Mono Knights is never going to be crazy overpowered in 40k as it is now, I think, just because they don't have the numbers and... Everything can wound everything, and most armies are ready to take down at least a knight uh, at this point, because a single knight is often added into an army. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're not crazy overpowered, but they're fun, they're cool. Uh, I think they're the army that offers some of the easiest, like, bait for good conversion opportunities. Yeah, definitely. they, they, They literally, in the codex, go, to build most of your units, you have to buy Imperial Knight Kits. We don't, we're not saying you have to do anything to them. But everything we're showing you is at the very least got some bits from the Chaos Vehicle screw clipped on, <laughs> clipped off and stuck mm. on it. And then it's painted really nicely mm. in like a specifically Chaos Renegade looking scheme. Like you don't have to go crazy. Here's what, here's what we think it should look like. Anyone can do this, honestly. Mm. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a good sprue. Things will fit. It'll be cool. Like, um, yeah. or you can do what I do and, go insane um <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, but, but that's the perfect thing to have isn't it you i mean you're a perfect mm, example mm. of that that you know you've 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 fully embraced what you can do with chaos knights like you said they can be fairly neutral you know like you said you get an imperial kit mm. you make it a little bit evil looking but it doesn't have to be you know it can still be quite easy going whereas like i said you can yeah. do like like yourself has done and just go to absolute time with it and look at what you can create mm, with it mm. <laughs> Which is always a good sign to me. <laughs> mm, mm. I mean, honestly, you don't have to do anything to, to them either. Just give them a non-normal Nighthouse paint scheme. Yeah. Say, they're yeah. renegades. Yeah. They don't even have to use any of their chaos items. Just say, hey, they're out of here. Screw the Imperium. Independence. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> no, exactly. those are apparently evil. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. All yeah. right. Solid choice. Uh, my faction would be probably Space Marines. Um, I Fair. think, I think, and obviously there's people going, no, they're so overpowered now. Um, I, I think what I like, what they've done with the, the Space Marines is what they should be. They should be a powerful mm. force. Not saying the most powerful force, but I think, yeah. they, you know, they've been relatively weakish for a while and a bit, 
you know, a bit mundane, mm. really. Whereas what I like, what they've done with the new codex, putting aside how they are on the tabletop, the fact that you can now, you know, they've, there's rules to create successor chapters properly. Um, you're encouraging, mm. you know, the doctrines, the, you know, the phases. I, I, I think, I just think they are where they should be now. And I think that, yeah. and that's, I know again, they are very OP now in comparison to some of the other factions. And obviously they are now dominating, which obviously you don't want mm. any faction like that to dominate. But then, to me, then raise a bar of everyone else in turn. You know, I think this is to me that yeah. they're now where they should be from a law perspective and from a tabletop mm. perspective. They are. This is the way they shouldn't mm. be, should be. They shouldn't be sort of flagging around. They they should be of this sort of level. And the fact that now people are encouraged to do their successor chapters and don't feel sort of hindered, you know, as, as hindered by mm. it. Mm. I think I think the yeah. supplements was a fantastic idea. Okay, a bit iffy with the price side of things, because obviously, again, you end up having to buy a codex and a supplement, which mm. is, again, a bit of a different subject. But if you put that aside, I love the fact that, you know, if you do collect one of the, you know, one of the first founding chapters that, you know, you get a whole book devoted to it, you have your own stratagems, blah, mm. blah, blah. I just, I, yeah, I just think that is the way they should be. Okay, arguably they may have taken it too far, mm. but I don't consider that a bad thing because they it will, you know, it will come full circle <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just the, the way it goes. And it's the same with the header knights because again, my mm. sort of honorable mention would be the header knights. Again, you put aside them being you know the top tier army at the moment in mm. AOS. I like the fact that they, you know, because I always feel like Sinesh is a bit of an underdog at times. Yeah. Again, yeah. in the lore, but Lots. also in general, you know, both in both AOS and 40k. Mm. And I no, no, I want Sinesh to be up there with the other gods, you know, where it mm. ha- you know fighting its co- you know fighting its corner. So I'm actually quite glad for both those armies uh, yeah. in, in their own way. Yeah, again, before any potential nerfs come. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, but I'd definitely say Space Marines. Mm. Right, okay, last um, award, and that's Novel of the Year. Yeah. So what's been your favourite? Uh, I had to think pretty long and hard about this, because there have been mm. <clears throat> some really, really fantastic books this year. Um, and for all we know, there'll be a really fantastic one next week uh, when Court of the Black yep. King comes out. I'm really looking forward to that. Yep, um, yep. But I thought long and hard. I looked back over my reactions to books I had read on the podcast, um, and I'm going to give it to Black Pyramid by Josh Reynolds. Okay. That yeah. book is so good. It is, I think it's good because it is actually quite different in structure and set up to a lot of other, I don't want to say stereotypical, but stereotypical Warhammer Black Library books. Um, things are a little more gray. We get really good characterization for a villain like Manfred, particularly. We get, we get to see Nagash from everyone else's perspective as, oh god, this guy's an unhinged monster. Uh, we get <laughs> great stuff with the Anvils of the Heldenhammer. We get fantastic stuff. The standout, the best chaos character I've read in a while. And like, I'm, I'm not kind of like the Sigvold stuff. That's old world stuff. Like for, for Age of Sigma, the best character possible in Chaos, I think, that I've read so far is Ghost Eater. He is so good. Uh, that's the Slaneshi beast man albino guy who is possessed by the ghosts of people he eats. So he's got like a dwarven architect talking in the back of his head all the time and a skaven <laughs> and everything. And he's fantastic. Like his journey throughout the book is incredible. Um, and I'm really excited for his future, hopefully, uh, in Age of Sigma, because he's the kind of character I would like to see ascend 
from the books to the tabletop, because he would make an amazing Beast of Chaos slash Slave Darkness slash Head Knight's character. Like, he should have mm-hmm. all three of those tags. He should be available to be in all three of those armies. He should be, like, the Gotrek of Slaanesh-adjacent <laughs> Chaos, I think, honestly. He's he's incredible. He's cool. He fights with a Kopesh, so he's technically a Tomb King's reference. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, that, that character in particular... I fell in love with instantly. I adore him. But mm-hmm. the book overall was so good. It was nice and meaty, uh, but it didn't feel like it was dragging me down. It had interesting lore implications. Um, much like Soul's, Soul Wars, I'm pretty sure at certain points it implied the existence of the Ossiarch Bone Reapers, which retroactively, mm-hmm. pretty cool, because, you know, there's all these things of the restless dead beneath the city are beginning to try and claw their way out because of this magic stuff going on in the air. And I'm like, oh, thinking back, that's an Ossiarch Bone Reapers thing. We just didn't <laughs> know at the time. Um, no, I loved it a lot. Uh, Belisarius called the great work very close, uh, as well as a couple yeah. of other ones. But for me, that yeah. sort of ended up standing up head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> I, 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 I'm still ashamed to say I haven't read it yet. I must read Black get Pyramid. It. It's so good. Yeah, I, I, I think we need to cover it on a show. I think that'll, that'll, that'll then get, make sure I get around to it. I've got it. I've got it on my shelf. Yeah, just, we'll do it next year. I haven't got around to reading it. I'm looking forward yeah, to rereading yeah. it. <laughs> it's a promise. <laughs> um, no, good show. Um, and no, and I, I always remember how many, I think how many times you've said over the, on the show, mm. you know, even, after you finish reading it yeah. i think that's always a sign yeah that's you know fair. Always, when you keep back i don't when i say you i don't mean you particularly but mm. when you keep banging on about a book yeah you know yeah. as i do myself that sort of says it for you really it's a good sign. um yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um matt stop talking about devastation about no it's bloody don't. boring it's so good uh, <laughs> yeah, i know <laughs> um no for me it would be the great work uh yeah, that's for the fair. similar reasons <laughs> I, I i find that it was, it's probably the one book this year that sort of just impressed me the most on, on many levels. The fact, it, mainly the lore implications. I mean, obviously it's, it's very well written. I've always liked Guy Haley's stuff. I liked Belisarius Call as a character. I've now appreciated him a lot more than I knew about him before. Um, I, I've always liked Felix in, in, in comparison to the other books he's in. And I just think it just give, it's a book that gives you so much to sort of chew on, as we found out in our last episode, that, I just think that sort of raises it above everything else I've read this year. And that's no disrespect for any other book I've read this year. Cause like I said, there's been some fantastic novels. Um, I, and I think off the back of that, I'd have sort of, again, two little honorable mentions. Um, Comrade Kurz, the Horace Heresy book. I yeah. loved that book. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I, read that. I, I really recommend <laughs> you read it just to actually get, you know, literally yeah. to get in his head. And I think that was Guy Haley as well. Um, Probably. And, uh, yeah. he's, he's a monster, that man. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't stop oh, writing. He's, he's an absolute machine. <laughs> um, and the other one is Scourge of Fate by Robin McNiven, mm. which is the, uh, the sort of, that harking back to an, like an old, old world fantasy novel, even though it's obviously AOS and it's based around the Varangard. Um, I know obviously yeah. you've not read it yet because obviously it was the book I read mm. when we compared books with each other. <laughs> I'll get around to it. Yeah. Again, I, I gotta, really gotta recommend. Robbie his royalties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd really recommend you get on it. It's, and now it's like, it's out on paperback, you know, and, and such like mm. so yeah mm. definitely check that one out as well right Whoa, that's the awards right okay right. now we're on to the last bit of this section <laughs> and then mm. we'll <laughs> finish up with the 2020 stuff after the break right so this is you know we've been speaking about our personal highlights of this year and what we've enjoyed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we've thrown the question 
to you, dear listeners. Um, right, so we'll start with Discord, and then yeah. we can move on That's to Twitter. Good. So, yeah, like I said, we mm-hmm. you know, basically asked the question, what was your Warhammer highlight of 2019? Um, right, uh, Cameron, do you want to kick us off? All right. We're starting with my fellow countryman, Smells Like Zero Spirit, Squigs. Gloomspite gets make it into this year, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes they were they right do. at the start of the year. Yep. Uh, and this, I've got to say, the squig models were really, really awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, good call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually surprised. I thought you would have said something Necromunda related because he's our Necromunda Yeah, guy. true. He does, he does like that. He does like Necromunda, mm. but yeah. the squigs. Oh. Mm. Ah. Delicious. Lovely. <laughs> uh, next is uh, Yarl Sleepy, and he says, How can we possibly choose just one? Well, yeah, that's, that's a that's very a valid answer. <laughs> yeah, can't <laughs> argue with that. I mean, you know what we've just been talking mm. about for the last hour or so. <laughs> I yeah, <like> that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sepian uh, says, "Warcry, first box set I've bought and terrain I've painted. It took my love of campaigns and small skirmish from Necromunda and made it chaos based, which is my favorite trope: chaos versus other aspects of chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool." Yeah. Um, and it let let them really flesh out the chaos culture. I I talked about that a lot in that war crime so but yeah. like I really loved that side of it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Uh, next is Martin P, my mate. Um, he says nearly painting an entire one k goblin army. Uh, actually mm. playing some games. <laughs> um, and then sort of jump in a bit further down in the conversation. He goes from a release perspective. Yes. Contrast was the big winner for me. Which actually ties yeah, in with yeah. what he said about his gaming stuff, because obviously it's, it's helped him get his gloom spike, mm, you know, mm. done quicker, and then obviously in turn play yeah, them. So no. yeah, no, <laughs> totally agree, mate. Yeah, uh, Alan Inchio. I'm just going to say, Alan. I totally forgot he asked us to do that earlier in the year. Uh, so Alan, our, our, our dear friend with the difficult to pronounce Discord handle, yeah. says, <laughs> "Ooh." Hard one, to be honest. Sisters of Battle spring to mind, but I don't want to forget or underappreciate this community and all the things I've learned from people on here, which has greatly rekindled my love for the hobby. Aww. You are the sweetest man Thank alive. Thank you, mate. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he momentarily adds three minutes later, oh, and how can I forget the new Plastic Elder? <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. No. New Incubi, new Howling Banshees, new uh, Phoenix Lords. It's pretty radical. Yeah, totally agree. Right, uh, who's next? Red Shadow? Um, yes, I think it is. Yeah. Yep, Pillar of the Community, Red Shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it's hard to remember what all happened this year. I think I will go with the new <laughs> Chaos Space Marine kits and Bone Reapers. Yeah, again, two very valid things. I mean, obviously, it's I know putting aside the rules when it comes to Chaos Space Marines, they've got some damn fine yeah. models now, and you know the Bone Reapers are awesome on a different level as well. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Drew says, I've lost track of what came out when, to be honest. Uh, contrast was something exciting, but I think it's just not mm-hmm. for me. The Space Marine Codex, however, was hopefully a peek at the future of codices. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, I would yep. like everything to be roughly like that, get those good single army bonuses. Yep. Uh, and Sisters of Battle finally coming was a highlight for everyone that's been yep. watching them, but I don't think any new releases really grabbed me this yeah. year. And that's perfectly yeah, fair, absolutely. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, mm. but no, it's nice because uh, again, he's just sort of echoed some of the things that we've said. You know, again, like mm. Sister mm. Battle, like not getting them yourself, but happy for other people. Contrast was be- has been good for people, not on not for him personally, mm. but it's been mm. good for a lot of no. other people. And obviously, same with the Space Marines Codex. No, definitely all valid points. Mm. <clears throat> right, uh, next is Mef, and he says, learning and playing AOS. 
again very good point yeah because he because from memory he was more into 40k and obviously over time now he's getting into aos which is the yeah. right thing to do math good man and uh, <laughs> no that's great i mean again as we always bang on in this show you know as much as we talk and love warhammer actually playing is always never or never feels nowhere near as much as <laughs> you know we do compared to the other parts of the hobby so no good on him yeah 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 definitely uh, Squishy Pyro says, the new Chaos Space Marines. Even though I can't use most of it since my Iron Warriors army is all quite pure in Mark III armor, I can use some. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> and they got new rules as well in Psychic Awakening, so good for you. Yeah. More Iron Warrior stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I think there was a couple more, wasn't there? Uh, if I can find it. Oh, yeah, that's it. Trezellian. My mate Alex, and he says, uh, my Warhammer moment was going to the Contrast Paint Model launch at Warhammer Fest, surrounded by so many amazed mm. people. It really was quite an incredible moment. Yeah, I could echo that because obviously I was there with him. And yeah, um, but, you know, all of us were like, wow, <laughs> this is this stuff is amazing. Yeah. But it's actually being there with other people finding it equally amazing. I think that's one of the mm. things, you know, mm. you, you're seeing the latest hotness at the time, but it's actually... You know, you're actually seeing what people were coming up with, and it was that it was yeah. actually monumental. I think at the time. Oh yeah, you know, so, definitely. So no, I mm. I I sort of totally agree with him. Um, and jumping mm. off the back of that, Halden forty four striker, <laughs> uh, Marco. Um, yeah, he goes. I'm. He, he agrees with that as well. I mean, he was there as well because all three yeah. of us were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Along with Drew as well. So at the day on the day. So uh, so yeah, no, totally mm. agree with those guys. Right. Okay. Um. I think it's Shall time. Shall we move over to the Twitter? Yes. No, this is always fun because it's actually trying to... Yeah. <laughs> We're always in different uh, orders. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how this goes. I'm starting out with our good buddy Adrian yes. at Methodian Models. Yes. Uh, it has to be the Primaris Vanguard for me. Amazingly cool models. So looking forward to getting a Raptors army together using them. Mm. Hey, Adrian, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Yes. Because I want to see what you do with that beautiful shade of green. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's, been, he's been talking about it for a while now and obviously it's just I know he's been doing a lot of commission stuff, so it's actually finding the time to get around to it. I can't wait to see what he does with that because his standard is fantastic. Uh, right, next is ah, Mr. Stephen Rhodes, uh, and he <laughs> says Mephiston. Yeah, he was he was definitely on the Mephiston yeah, he train. Was so pumped about that, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love it. I lo- like I said, even though I have no you know interest in Mephiston, mm. and, you know, not being a Blood Angels person, but it, I, I was happy for him. I love I love it. I love yeah. seeing people yeah. getting excited about models even if you're not into them mm. I, I love it I and mean, he's yeah. definitely excited about that <laughs> <laughs> uh matt l at wake of godzilla nice name uh simply says war cry which yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's gonna be a common theme here uh, yeah. <laughs> next is uh fabrizio d uh, and he says oh. <laughs> you know already guys but i will say it another nonetheless w a r c r y which spells war cry uh much yeah. love to you lads <laughs> thank you very much for Richard. <laughs> yeah always good to see you all right uh in my timeline of our twitter i'm jumping slightly back up the list yeah <laughs> ashley low yeah. at ash underscore low four says has to be with the return of gotrek to miniature form for me uh to which evil kipper hobby rob at evil kipper says this totally this gotrek is an amazing mini in his own right with so many nods to the history of the game, too. Which, yeah, Gotrek was really cool. Yeah. Gotrek lives. Yeah. Stomp, stomp. Wait, <laughs> that, that's not how that goes. Um, 
Oh dear. Uh, next for me is John Scrugnell at John mm-hmm. Scrugnell, mm-hmm. and he says War Cry for sure. Yep. Again, I think nice. I yep. said yep. that we're not going to not get away from this. People were impressed with this. No, game. we're not. <laughs> um, Kate Brush at Pseudo Rhythm says hashtag Warcry. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then next is uh, Aaron at uh, Dawson Assos. Um, that's Aaron from the Mortal Realms po- podcast, I believe. Um, oh, and awesome. he says Warcry, probs. So, yeah. <laughs> and then off the uh, back of that, Tristan Gray at Tristan Gray says uh, Warcry is probably my number two. I've gotten way less games in than I had hoped, but it's been super cool to have a real skirmish game back. Yeah. Um, mm, his number mm. one's further down the line, I think. <laughs> in this Twitter yeah, feed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elric Edge at Elric Edge, uh, a host on the Rolling Bad podcast, but accidentally part of a podcast community, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> says, probably Auric Warclans. The book not only gives Iron Jaws a massive power boost, but it's made them fun again, mm. which... Yeah, I've heard all of that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go back up in the thread. So, maybe in a different order to you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Matt Austin <laughs> at Matt underscore Austin 86 says, Sisters of Battle getting their update has to be my chart topper. Nice. Yep. Yeah. On board with that. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right, uh, Tristan Gray at Tristan Gray now comes in with his number one. <laughs> Cities of Sigma really made something in my head pop, and I've been super inspired by the battle term. His low light is the Bone Reapers. Mm. The teal crushed me and almost made me drop the game. The remade Tomb Kings rumors had my hopes up super high, and boy, howdy, were they dashed. Mm. That's fair. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Uh, next for me is Mr. Sharumpa at Sharumpa. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a Sylvaneth player, the new Awakened Wildwood models, writing the wrong that is the old Citadel Wood models. As a war, Warhammer gamer in general, uh, Warcry, gotten in so in many more games of that than other things. Yeah, again, that's perfect yeah. way to summarise yeah. it. It's just, I think that's why I've been so impressed with it, is that it is getting mm. people playing more. And even if you feel yeah. bad about not playing, you know, in air quotes, the bigger games, the 40Ks and AOSs, it's still a way to get playing games while you're trying to get through your backlog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, games. absolutely. Mm. Uh, Robert P. Umquist at Paprinas simply says, Warcry, this time with an exclamation mark. I think everyone's written it slightly differently, yeah. which is at least <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, d- right. Uh, oh, yeah, he's further down. Sorry. Different different yeah. uh, order to me. Right, so I'm going to go for Tom Gattenhoff at Pixel Tom G. Okay. Uh, seems like mm-hmm. AOS is nuts over the bony lads. Everyone loves them. I think they look dorky, but I'm a dwarf hugger. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. fair. That's fair. That's fair. A bit of honesty yeah, yeah. there. <laughs> mm. uh, Ross Kennedy at Cam Sage with a K at the front uh, says that big old juicy keeper of secrets, which is a delight to paint and a monster to play. Just glad Slanesh has had a bit of the limelight now after fearing they'd all be squatted. Lovely new models for the range all in all. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Uh, Where have I got next? I've got uh, Night Haunted at Night Haunted 1. War Cry with exclamation marks. (laughs) Yeah. Say what you say. And our final one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, And our final one, as far as I can see, is Billy Pilgrim at Kenny Isn't Funny says Bone IRS. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, hey. That's a taxon. Yep. 
<laughs> so uh so yeah no thank you very much for all your discord and twitter responses obviously you know the big mm. you know i suppose the big winners if you want to call it is obviously contrast and probably war cry obviously with sisters mm. and bone reapers oh, yeah. you know in intermingled <laughs> as well so no thank you very much for taking the time to respond to our question yeah right. absolutely cool okay I think that's it for this section now. It's <laughs> mm, mm. so like slightly longer than the hobby and news ones. So uh, we're going to take uh, our last little break now. And when we return, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about next year and all the more Warhammer stuff that's going to go down. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> back soon. And we're back. And we're back Yay. for our final section of the final main episode of 2019. <laughs> but we're going to be, it's fine. We're talking about cool stuff. We're talking about 2020 and all the stuff mm-hmm. we may or may not see uh, next year. So, yeah. So, for this last segment, what we're going to do is we're going to basically say what we th- hope to happen next year. And then we're going to mm. sort of talk about basically what we think will probably happen next year. Uh, briefly talk about our 2020 hobby goals, uh, a few little plans for the podcast, and then just a few thank yous at the end. So, and then we'll wrap it up for, for the year. Right. Cool. Yeah, right. Let's crack good. on with it. So yeah, Cameron. So we'll start with, like I said, what we want to see. So mm. putting aside, you know, this is yes. the, the magic wand situation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would you like to see in general with Warhammer next year? Cool. Uh, give me my delicious, my delicious light and shadow elves. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> I think we uh, will. that is. Yeah, I think I think we probably will, but I'm like, I, I also we might not. You mm. never know. So th- these are these are my hope because I'm not a hundred percent on them coming next year, uh, but we'll see. Uh, I've got a couple other things. Do you want to back and forth or? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's do it that way if you want. We can combine that with what we think will happen. So, yeah, so, okay, so what do you think will happen in regards to that? Okay, so what I actually expect to happen will be Seraphon, Disciples of Zinch, and Soulblight will all get battle terms. Mm-hmm. That I'm pretty pretty much 100% on yep. um, as far as Age of Sigma goes. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's my that's my hopes and expectations, I'm mm-hmm. going to say, for... Um, 2024 age of sigma specifically uh what about you uh yeah similar lines i i mean i like you i think we'll see the three remaining tomes to come out i mean if you believe the rumors mm. it will be very soon i.e the first sort yeah. of quarter of next year um i i think i think that's that's pretty reasonable because i think they want to get them out of the way so they can then mm. work on new factions, like I said, maybe yeah. new ways of playing, new expansions for AOS, because it, it gets everyone at least on a on a 2.0 sort of, uh, mm. you know, middle ground, really. Um, I think when yeah. it comes to those three, um, it's, it's debatable, really, because, <laughs> you know, because of obviously what they do with them. Um, I mean, I think that uh, Zinch will get probably minimal sort of update it'll get a new tome it, mm. it really should get endless spells because that would be weird if it didn't oh. um <laughs> yeah um, i mean to be fair it could just get a thing where you can you can get endless spells from other factions and just replace mm. that faction's keyword yeah. with disciples of Zinch. yeah actually that would be hilarious do that instead <laughs> they just steal everyone else's yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think whether they get anything new i'm not sure about as in putting aside um, mm. terrain and spells I mean actual brand new you know war scroll yeah. models I don't think they will with Zinch I don't think it's needed so mm. I think they won't yeah. 
carriage on almost the same. I think that I don't, um, because it's all obviously a brand new army anyway. They may chuck in. It depends if you believe the Carajon versus Zinch box set rumor, where mm, you know they right, get combined, true. and obviously therefore you would see a new hero unit for each. I think mm. that's about as best as you're going to get with those two. I just can't see yeah, them yeah, getting probably. any more than that because I don't think they need it. It's, it's, if they get given a strong mm. battle tome, that's all they need really. Because a lot, obviously, the whole crowd yeah. Carajon force is in plastic, and the Zinch mm. one is mainly in plastic with mainly you know still very respectable. Yeah. models so uh seraphon's the big the one slaves to darkness buff as well. yeah yeah that too yeah um but yeah i think like i said saying it seraphon's the big one that's the one as in what mm. they do with that um i mean my hope is that they they update them um even though it doesn't like i said before like we said you know previously on this show i don't think it needs to be overly dramatic because there's still a lot mm. of their units that that are still very respectable it's you know it's just yeah. they need stuff like a plastic slan uh, make yeah. updated Saurus warriors and things. Yeah, that sort of stuff. So uh, it, dep- it depends really if they do that. Or like I said, some rumors su- are suggesting they're not going to get anything new apart from mm. obviously a new tome. Um, I, 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 all I hope with Seraphon is that they just get mm. on with it in the sense that I think, and this is talking from someone that would love to collect them in the future. I just want to know where they stand now because obviously it's a bit of limbo. At least like, at least with Caradron mm. at the moment, for example, if you want to get into them, okay their rules could in in units could completely change from a you know with a new battle tome but you know models wise mm. everything's still you know fine whereas collect starting seraphon at this moment is a funny position because it's like well you could get that and it may have a better version in you know a couple of mm. months time it's a bit of a funny yeah. one so i hope yeah. seraphon get they get on with it you know like you know either either it's a massive overhaul it's a mini overhaul or they don't get touched i you know from a model perspective mm. Either way, you know, get it out there so Seraphon people know where they stand. I would say, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and I, my, again, talking with AOS, I think I, th- I'm, I think they'll release another AOS game mode. I think next year. Okay. Um, yeah. um, I don't mean like Underworlds or Warcry. I'm sort of near, mm. n- nearer to like meeting engagements, but I think they may do more like. Like you see with 40k with Apocalypse, Urban Conquest. I can, I think they, I, I see a new AOS um, expansion that changes the way you play it. And I don't mean just a simple mm. like malign sorcery where it's like, it's the same. I, yeah. I think like it actually like with a new rule book, you know, like it, it completely, yeah. like you can play a different way of playing AOS. Um, mm. And I think they may okay. update skirmish as well properly. Hopefully, um, that'd be nice. That'd be nice as well. That's more of a, that's more mm. of a hope <laughs> than a <laughs> definitely will. <laughs> Um, anything else you want to you right. want to sort of talk um, about? Yes, so that's my AOS uh, wants and expectations. So I'll, I'll flip over to forty k. Mm-hmm. Um, so first off, it's time. It's been quite a while. A Primarch must awaken from somewhere <laughs> in the yes. galaxy. Yeah, doesn't have to be the line. It does have to be Jagatai Khan, but it could also be someone else, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Straight no, no, the no, web I, I feel, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> on his Eldar bike. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it could be Angron or Fulgrim or mm. Logar or Perturabo. I would be happy with any of those. It could be Conrad Kerr's Butter Zombie. I would be okay with that, <laughs> honestly. Because, mm. um, like, Psychic Awakening is more expanding on the current storyline than pushing it forward super hard, I would say, is from what I've seen so far of Psychic Awakening. Who knows what the next few books will bring. Um, 
but the the stuff that's been moving forward so far between going into 8th edition and the Vigilist stuff, I want to keep that pace moving forward, so I'd like to see something that shifts forward on that level, and I feel like a Primarch would be one of those things. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. Um, I would also like to see just something completely new. Uh, like, Age of Sigmar gets a couple new factions a year, it feels like, at this point. Yep. Uh, whereas 40k has kind of been sitting with the same factions since the Tau were introduced. Yeah. By yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I would I would like to see just... It doesn't necessarily have to be a brand new faction, but something brand new, mm. I feel, would be awesome. Like, even if... It doesn't have to, like, pop out of the ether. It can be something they pull from something in the lore. Have, like, a Hrut army or something like that. I don't know. Something interesting, um, ideally. <laughs> uh, it's always going to be interesting. Games Workshop, they don't really do boring, <laughs> nope. I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, and something I've seen discussed around as well, I do like new Primarchs. I would love a new Primarch. I would also like to just see like an expansion on special characters. Okay. Um, not, necess- not necessarily like... Because something I really liked about the older editions of 40k was you'd get a codex and you'd be like, oh, this special character sounds awesome. What's this model look like? And then you go, oh, there isn't one. Mm. I guess I have to make it myself. And um, mm, <laughs> mm. Uh, and I'd like I'd like a return to those Halcyon days, honestly. I know it's incredibly unlikely. It's almost 100% not going to happen because Games Workshop is much more protective of its IP. <laughs> In these True. days now, after everything in the sort of sixth and seventh edition era, um, but I think it'd be really cool to like open a book and hear about, say, this orc warlord or this particular captain from this uh, particular chapter or this chaos lord from a particular legion, and go, "Oh, they sound awesome! I'm inspired. Mm. I would like to do my take on this and then be able to play them in game." Um, as it is, that's more of a narrative slash open play thing with the chapter proof from last year, allowing you to build up your own characters like that. Uh, but I'd just love to see it codified and expand more of the uh, more of a focus on the little guys as well as the whole the Primarchs are doing this and that and that. That's cool. That's wonderful. Like the Phoenix Lords are doing this and this and that. That's cool. That's wonderful. How about how about these uh, these mortal heroes too? Though <laughs> that would be cool as well. Yeah. Um, what I actually expect to see for 40k is an 8.5 or 9th edition style thingamajig happening after Psychic Awakening. Yeah. Uh, just to, because like, I, I feel Psychic Awakening is born out of, we want to expand the current codexes, but we don't want to just always do a, here's your next codex thing. Um, because I don't know what, for what particular reason, because, you know, the Space Marines one worked so well. <laughs> but I feel I, I really feel like the Space Marine stuff feels like another edition of the game, like the level that army is on uh, in terms of, like, how it works within itself, how it synergizes with allying in other armies and stuff. That feels like the next step up. And even if it's more... Because, like, the, the jump from Age of Sigmar 1st edition by the end of its cycle to Age of Sigmar 2nd edition wasn't a huge shake-up. No. It was like a lot of clarifying, a lot of pulling things together and making them a little more neat and tidy. And I feel, we've spoken about how there's a lot of books you need, I feel 40k could use that at this point, and it would be a good excuse to be able to put out a bunch of codexes up to snuff with mm-hmm. the the more powerful ones at the moment. Um, and sort of maybe just balance things out a little more. I know there's always going to be a little bit of creep on a codex-by-codex codex basis, but the, the creep from Chaos Knights to, to Codex Space Marines version 2 
was woof, <laughs> up there. Um, so that's what I actually expect to see. But I would I would like to see them take a few more risks with the IP like they do in Age of Sigma. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with all that. I think there's, yeah, I think we'll see 8.5 or 9th next year, whatever, mm. or at least the, the, the start of it, or, you know, whatever that's going to be, because... Like I said, I think that, I mean, 8th is what, how many years old now? Two to three years old? Something like Nearly that. Nearly three years old, yeah. I think. So, yeah. you know, I think that, you know, like we've seen them do before, and like you said, with Psychic Awakening, it's probably going to be the way to, you know, slowly evolve it into that sort of new era, so but without dramatically overhauling it. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm like you, and I put it in my notes here, I want to see a new faction in 40k, mm, something. Because, yeah. again, it's, and that's no disrespect to the current ones, because they're all amazing in their oh, own no. way, but it's just, you know, like I said, you used to see, with, it's always lovely seeing a brand new, fresh, never seen before mm. faction, like we're seeing in AOS, like we've seen with, like, the Bone Reapers, and obviously Deep Kim before that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think 40k needs a bit of a shake-up. Again, maybe that's where, if they are starting, you know, 8.5 slash 9th, then, you know, a new threat mm. comes to the galaxy you know, and, and such like. So, yeah, I hope to see something like that, whether we do, mm, not sure. Um, I mm. think, uh, yeah, I'd also have put here, start sorting out the 40 K rulebook situation. You know, I think that again, th- that ties in with, you know, 8.5 slash ninth. I think it's, you know, whatever mm. that is, you know, like, you know, make it, so make it easier, you know, for things where everything's a bit, you know, sort of more uniformed. Um, yeah. yeah, I like, like you, I think, they adding new characters that's why i think when they did torgaradon and and um uh, adrax agatone <laughs> agatoni uh, <laughs> the you know it was nice to do characters which we weren't familiar overly familiar with it's like like don't make every existing character a primaris because I, I mean do some of them obviously like they have been but don't make them you know do add some you know more backfield you know, characters come in. It just gives, you know, it freshens mm. it up because that's what I think 40k yeah. needs. It needs a freshen up. And I don't mean just with psychic awakening. I mean, it needs like just in general, just needs a bit. Um, whereas mm. I think that's why, you know, going back to why AOS was my game of the year, I think, because I think it's taking more leaps and bounds than 40k is at the moment. Mm. Hence why I was saying it yeah. feels a little bit stodgy at the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm. I think that's about it really. I think when it comes to 40k, um, for myself mm. i think outside of the main two um i have a feeling we'll see a return of a game next year like we may see Ooh. like you know like the like a, a dread fleet a man of war an epic 40k uh, i think oh I, my god uh, give us battlefleet gothic yeah something like that yeah i i, I just <laughs> have this hunch that next year we'll see a returning game again mm. you know a, a specialist mm. game um oh my that, god i can see the marketing for battlefleet gothic already you thought we couldn't go any smaller with Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tiny little ships. <laughs> We've reduced this 10-kilometer-long capital ship to something the size of your thumb. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, uh, I think we'll see that. Um, again, mm. another thing I want to see, uh, again, it's echoing one of the things I said earlier, just sort out this, you know, the, the box set issue, you know, get that more uniformed. I mean, it's starting to, to, to do better in the sense that, like we saw with Feast of Bones, you know, there was a lot more copies mm. available around, you know, and it felt like it was yeah. it wasn't as cutthroat as the other one. So hopefully mm. next year with another you know, with more experience, getting then you know, getting their numbers correct. So I'm hoping we see that again next year. Um yeah, anything else you think or hope to see? Um honestly that's about the extent of it, because 
I'm I'm gonna say like eighty percent of the stuff this year I did not predict. No. <laughs> and yeah. So I, I'm keeping my predictions fairly fairly like easy, fairly mm-hmm. low level. Yeah. Simply because I really want to enjoy the ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be good. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Right, well talking about the ride, um let's talk about hobby goals. So obviously this isn't, I'm not saying what are your hobby goals for the whole of 2020, but sort of going <laughs> into 2020, what, you know, on a, on a very mm. high level, what, what are you, what are you looking yes. to do? So my main hobby goals are continue house enteritis. I must expand the night household. Um, it's already in progress. Obviously I'm very, I'm watching a very slowly updating tracking number inch its way towards me. Um, <laughs> So the, the castigator has arrived in Sydney. So as long as it doesn't catch fire, I maybe will have it by the end of next week. Who knows? Um, so, uh, however, I think one of those high-level goals I really want is to do more creative modeling projects on sort of the kill team scale level. Like, for example, I'd really like to get a Chaos Space Marines kit and mm-hmm. build first claw from uh the night lords omnibus that would be awesome i'd like mm. to build myself a little proper inquisitorial re- retinue like in uh last month's white dwarf because that was awesome like things on that scale for both 40k aos and various other things i would really like to do um and my final goal this is a lofty one i may never achieve these heights but i want to play more games <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we'll see how that goes ah, that we'll old that goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah i'll, I'll yeah. do my best no, no, I hope you do it. Um, right, uh, mine is, again, just continuing with my sort of AOS stuff, really. Um, obviously, I'm, I want to carry on with my uh, Nurgle stuff. I mean, my Nurgle stuff mm-hmm. is always going to be a bit of fun. That's never, yeah. it, it's, you know, the purpose always behind it. I'm not, it's not going to be ever be a big army because I'm only concentrating on the mortals. That's been always the goal mm-hmm. with this. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, so basically it's going to be an amalgamation of obviously Blight Kings and Slaves to Darkness, really. Hence why yeah. I've got the start collecting box coming through. Um, so that's always going to, you know, it's going to be, mm-hmm. a, I'm, my always plan with those is it's only ever going to be a thousand points. Uh, we, it's going to mm-hmm. be more than a thousand points in the sense, but it'll be, you'll rotate stuff. You know, that's the, my plan with it, really. You've got the Blight Kings yeah. and the and the stuff as the main bit, and then you've just got heroes that you can sort of interchange, you know, but it really is never going to be a 2,000-point army. It's just going to be, like I said, at 1K. Um, and then continuing that, like I said, I I wasn't thought it's something I didn't think I'd ever do, but like I said, I, I've just by reading the Battle Tome, I've been so sold on the more tribes. Mm. I never thought it'd be a, a force I'd have any interest in. So... Uh, that's something I'm going to be doing um, slash after slash alongside at the same time is, um, like I said, do, starting with the 1K list. Uh, I've got a few mm. things in, in motion with that. Um, my plan with that, though, is I want that to be more competitive. <laughs> I'll put that in, 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 in quote marks because uh, me and my mate Martin, are, uh, we're talking about doing some of the doubles events next year, it, like uh, mm. Warhammer World and such like. Um, yeah. Again, we've got, like you, I just want to play more next year. That's why I want to knuckle down and get this stuff, you know, get it moving so at least i can play with it and just like i said you know i've got we've got a local club that that is perfect for me as in it's not far away um Mm. and you know my mate i said my mate martin goes there and you know we're gonna you know both of us are gonna try and play more next year like more regularly 
like literally go straight mm. from work sort of situation, you know, because we work together, go to work and then go straight to the club afterwards and, and play stuff. So yeah, that's, mm. you know, that's the the bulk of it really. Um, also probably my other little goals is uh, to get Tor Garrod on and, com- yeah. <laughs> and, and make my yeah. own version of him. Uh, that's a good right, We will, we'll make this a codified thing with like rules. Yeah, <laughs> January, exactly. I think. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um and the other thing i'd like to do hopefully next year is write more really um mm. obviously with the recent black library submission thing it's been lovely to write something um mm. so yeah that's another you know on a personal level again i'd just like to write a bit more to be honest um because yeah. i so that's thoroughly fair. enjoyed it Good. um so yeah that'll be mine really just carry on with the situation i'm in at the moment really mm. right um talking of plans uh, let's move on to the podcast itself, um, yeah. and obviously what we're hoping to do next year. Um, uh, it can be a bit boring, really. Probably more the same, really, because um, I think mm. you know, yeah. unless anyone says otherwise, I think we're in a <laughs> we're in a good place at the moment, really. Mm. Um, you know, we want to continue with with the way we do things um, in the sense that obviously we'll have a mm. hobby and news, a main law and a discussion topic. Um, mm. We're going to, I know I said it this year, we're going to try and have more guests on. I mean, we obviously we have had some, mm. some fantastic guests on uh, just this year. It's not been as easy getting the people uh, on yeah. is, is, the, is yeah. the reality of it. <laughs> um, because I mean, you know, if I'm being honest, when it comes to um, like the black library authors, uh, like I said, I, ha- I had at least a couple of people that mm. were coming on, and you know, and some of the real big names. Um, but unfortunately, they get busy, and it just sort mm. of, you know, um, well, I'll be, I'll be brutally honest. Like one of them was Juice, um, Josh Reynolds, um, yeah. and he he he's agreed to come on our show. It, this was earlier, obviously, in the year. Um, but unfortunately, mm. every time we've tried to, you know, what make it work, he's got another book to write, and you know, and that's yeah. fair enough. You know, you're never going to, you know. exactly and um and a few other names are in the same situation so i mean the good thing is they want to come on that's that's the the, you know the the most uh the most lovely bit of it it's just actually with especially with some of the the authors it's Mm. just coordinating with them is is very difficult because they're busy busy people so you know but i there's a few other there's a a few names i'm going to approach soon that i'm thinking would be very good to get on the show so um so we will try that um as we've always said if there's anyone you know listening that wants to come on the show and to talk about a particular topic it's always open to everyone um there's again there's a few names that i need to get back to that have said in the past and uh you know so apology oh that's a bit of an apology really if you've said oh, can I come on the show? And I've said, yes, we'll sort something out. And then it doesn't happen. It's not, I've forgotten about it. It's just, you know, you know, things <laughs> happen and it, yeah, busy. Yeah. And it, you know, you get, get into the swing of things. So I'm going to, we'll try and coordinate them, but they, again, they're never forgotten they're, You know, I always, everything's always mm. written down somewhere. <laughs> so, um, and actually talking to guests as well, um, t- uh, two things were planned. Well, it's one in the same, but one for AOS and one for 40 K. Um, if you remember mm. when we had Dan on, uh, to, talk about these uh space marines uh codex obviously we were sort of talking about maybe getting them on this year or this year coming mm. um to do more of a competitive like list building episode like yeah. as a special uh to sort of you know help you you know as someone who you know who's very experienced at, at doing it um to do that um so i'll get in touch with dan uh, to hopefully coordinate mm. that next year and also we've got james tinsdale joining us next year yeah. to do an aos version now james tinsdale is uh, a very great chap and he 
is a competitive AOS player. He's now, if you look at, if you follow on Twitter and such like, he's now part of the England team, AOS team in the competitive environment. And he won, I think, the Grand Clash, I think, uh, Grand Tournament AOS at yeah. Wyoming World yeah. a few months ago. So, and he's, a, you know, if he's been on other podcasts before. Uh, he's a really, he sounds a really great guy. And so we've been chatting with him. So again, we're going to get him on at some point in the new year to do a, I said, a competitive mm. AOS um, special episode. Um, yeah. and, and again, you know, off, off the back of it, if there's anything you, you know, anyone you want us to speak to, if you think, oh, you know, there's this person, they're really great, you know, mm. get, let us know. Cause again, we can always contact yeah, them absolutely. and I mean, mm. we may already be familiar with them, <laughs> um, <laughs> and such like, so yeah, always, you know, feel free to, you know, put suggestions forward or people you would like us to speak to. Um, cause I've had, we've had a few in the past and again, it's always just coordinating it, um, and mm. such like, so yeah that's something we'll 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 endeavor to try and do um so yeah but like i said next year we'll definitely be more of the same um and hopefully that is a good thing <laughs> um yeah. but you know again i will always reiterate if there's anything you want us to cover when it comes to a subject a book you know anything a topic uh even if it's something on you know our uh, you know that we can do a special of then uh, you mm. know contact us and, and let us know because we're, so yeah. we're always open to doing Absolutely. stuff because we you know mm. ultimately most of the stuff we do we just do because we think yeah that'll be cool and that's sort of our, always our mentality with it so um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um i mean i mean cameron's anything you would like us to you know hope for us to cover next year or want us to do <laughs> i would like to do a show with Jervis Johnson simply so I could listen to his voice. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm pretty happy with how we're doing. I'm yeah. quite enjoying our format and quite enjoying the things we're covering. So I will not weep should another year pass with us doing the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just you know we. And I suppose this sort of links into sort of the last section now is sort of just giving thanks to everything really. Um, I mean, you know, we've always, the, the purpose of this podcast has always been to, for people listening to get something out of it, uh, in whatever mm. capacity that is, you know, it's always been the plan that, you know, we always, you know, hopefully it comes across that we always keep it chilled. You know, it's never, we're not throwing, you know, pushing things down your throat. It's not about that. It's about we, you know, we cover as much of the hobby as we can within reason. And, you know, like I said, by getting something out of it, that could be you've learned some new lore stuff. You, you know, there's some hobby thing we talk about that gets you inspired. It, it mm. could be that you just, you're happy to have us on in the background while you're doing some painting or washing the dishes it doesn't matter really um but you know as i said that's our always our ultimate aim with what we do um so yeah i mean you know knowing this is like i said our main Mm. last show of of 2019 and then obviously we'll be back in the new year Uh, you know a massive thank you to everyone that listens to our show um because you know we it feels like like i said we are in a really good place we you know we're getting you know it feels like we're getting bigger you know from a yeah. you know, people listening and interaction you know sort of and a nice pace we're not sort of you know we're just you know nicely ticking along and and you mm. know and and you know we get really good reviews and again thank you to, you know that's what i'm saying thank you to anyone that listens to us thank you mm. that uh you know suggests us to a friend you know recommends us on twitter because you know we get tagged in stuff which is lovely yeah. thank you if you've done us a, a lovely itunes review or review on 
you know another another platform uh, you know thanks if you speak to us on twitter uh, thank you if you join our lovely you know discord community uh, thank you if you've come on the show you know it, like i said it's you know without sounding you know cliched and such like but it you know it is what you guys do that makes the show what it is you know because obviously it uh, you know i don't i don't want to speak for both of us but i clearly think that you know we <laughs> we sort of we get inspired by what people do with us or interact mm. with us and suggest to yeah. us and you know it sort of gives us fuel to know that you know hopefully we're doing the right thing <laughs> is that right do you mm. think do you agree with that cameron yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty happy to agree with that yeah <laughs> yeah cool okay uh is there any thanks you want to give cameron before we wrap up uh no no specific people <clears throat> i will say in general thank you to our discord community they uh-huh. are to a to a person lovely mm-hmm. uh and as you said in, interacting with them is part of what inspires me uh not every day as if i was inspired every day i think i would be awfully tired uh but <laughs> yeah. whenever i can get around to it it is always nice to pop on there see what people are chatting about post what i'm up to see what other people are up to get jealous that they're better than me and do my best to rise and meet them uh <laughs> steven <laughs> nah nah um it's been a wonderful wonderful year Mm. uh, and i'm very very happy as you said with how we're doing and i'm I'm really looking forward to next year 2020 please please 2020 just everything wonderful models good stories good times that's all I ask. Mm-hmm. This impossible dream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that'll become a reality. I mean, the way they, the quality of this year from a release and mm. novel and everything perspective has been so great that I can't see it dropping. To be honest, it will just probably yeah. get better. So watch out, twenty twenty. <laughs> We've got oh, plenty to talking about exactly. <laughs> and and like I said, last thing to talk about twenty twenty. So like I said. Um, like I said, today's the 14th of December. You know, this will be out in probably around the 19th, 20th when this comes out. Uh, like I said, we're going to take a break for I say Christmas and New Year. I think we'll be, our plan is we'll be recording our next main episode around the you know 11th or 12th of December, uh, sorry, January. Um, so it, even though it's about a month, but what we'll, just because of, again, New Year, Christmas and, and uh, other commitments. But what we'll do, like I said earlier in the show, we will, do a Warhammer waffle or two in that gap. Um, so, you know, so you'll have something to listen to before, but it'll be the same for a lot of other podcasts and such like, cause obviously it's, it's that time of year. We need a break. <laughs> it's, been, <laughs> it's been lovely, but it's been tiring as well. <laughs> so cool. Okay. Well, lastly, um, Cameron, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twin. Uh, come chat with me about how it's hot and gross <laughs> and oh it's that time of year again um you can find me on instagram at realm underscore and underscore ruin mm. i haven't posted anything for a little bit mostly because i haven't had anything i've been working on <laughs> lately just because it's been busy but uh it's the summer holidays for me so i will have plenty to post up on there over the next few weeks i am sure Nice. Uh, how about yourself, Matthew? You can find me on Twitter as well at Ninja Badger Seven, and also you can find our podcast on there as well at Realm and Ruin as well. So I said, mm. you know, if you check us out, come and talk to us on there. We're very active. 
relatively speaking. So, uh, yeah, come on there, chat to us, follow us, see what lovely mm-hmm. antics we're up to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, I said, that's been episode 43 and that's been 2019. So, uh, to everyone listening, hope you have a fantastic Christmas, have a fantastic new year. And as always, we'll catch you on the next show in 2020. Bye. Bye-bye.